Number one, Star Wars. Number two, comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But before they all sold out, see it all together if you with me now. Hey everybody, welcome back to Nerds Ruin Everything. I'm Logan. And I'm Adam. And uh, we're going to talk a lot of Marvel this week. Uh, (laughs) We're going to talk a lot about Madam Web. We're going to spoil Madam Web in the sense that it can be spoiled. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that 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 movie does a good job in in and of itself of spoiling it fucking self. So, I mean, let's be uh, just as a preview to where we're going to go with this fucking thing. Um, But yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, lot, lots of Marvel stuff this week. Oh, um, yeah. Some really big to, stuff. I was trying to think of what non... Oh, I, I know what non-Marvel thing. I, I texted you last night, but I'll just mention it here is... Mm-hmm. I started watching Death and Other Details on Hulu. Um, just... I, I've been... <sighs> homebound because uh ripley got fixed and so we've not like as much as it's been nice and i want to take her to the park she's not really up for it so no um i was you know i've been cleaning a lot (laughs) and uh uh have been playing some spider-man we can talk about that in a second um but i was looking for something new to watch and i was like i heard mr and mrs smith is really good and I, I had been uh, re-watching Bob's Burgers, so I was on Hulu, and I backed out of that, and it was like, because you watched um, uh, uh, Only Murders in the Building, you know, how it's yeah. little uh, death and other details. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, the Mandy Patinkin show. I forgot about that. I was like, eh, I could check out the first episode. And it, it is... It's really, really fun. It is like uh, adult Columbo. Um, <laughs> because it, it's very risque. Like, they, they, they don't pull okay, any... Okay, now I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, they don't pull any... Uh, it, it's, like, it's like if Columbo had been produced by Cinemax in the 80s. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So it, it, I mean, it's it, not it's, all it's sex thirsty. all the time. Yeah. But... It's definitely like this. It, it's about so it it takes place solely on a boat, which makes me think of the Agatha Christie stuff. And now yeah. I'm like, do I want to watch those Kenneth Branagh Perot movies? Like, kind of. <laughs> the, the the answer is yes, you do. Because if you haven't seen them, like as a guy who loves murder mysteries, as you know, I do. Yeah. Um, they're just junk food. Like the trilogy of of those movies, like of course, because of the fact that they start like the first two star troubling people, um, it kind of like makes you go, uh, but I can tell you this much, like they're gone very quickly because they are weirdly enough, like Kenneth Branagh cast them perfectly as the people that are the boss. I mean, well, Murder in the Orient Express, I mean it's very famous that you know yeah. that it's it's him. But the other one, the cannibal, he's also the the body, the Mr. Body of the of the piece. So it's like you get and they're both terrible in the work in the 
in the right ways where you're rooting for things to happen because they're just assholes um, <laughs> in the movie. Uh, and they're fun. Like, the last one, actually, I feel like, I know it goes against contrary belief, but I think that the last one is probably my favorite just because it's... Well, I think we talked about it when Kevin, that's the yeah. one with the origin of the mustache, right? Exactly. Yes, yeah, that yeah, is the one yeah. with the origin of the mustache. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think we talked about that when you saw it, and you were like, dude, <laughs> you're you're not going to believe, like, they give his mustache an origin. Like, it's insane. And, yeah. uh, so, yeah, now I, I kind of want to watch him. I'm more or less caught up on um, uh, yeah, Death and Other detail. Details. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's getting released week to week. It is an hour-long show. Um, I think they're up to, like, episode six or seven. And I, I started six. I may have fallen asleep before I finished it last night. Um, mm-hmm. I don't quite remember. Uh, I wanted to watch an episode three twice because I was like, I didn't watch this. And <laughs> the the story plays with within itself, and he mm-hmm. he's like, we're we're gonna do this again. Like he narrates it, and there's certain things where he's like, we're gonna tell this story again, and you kind of see things you've already seen before from like a different angle, mm-hmm. and uh, so like I'm watching, I'm like this feels like the exact same thing. And then the, uh, what it had, what had happened was I'd watched all of episode three, except the last like five minutes. Mm. And I got to the end and I was like, I saw all that. Oh, wait, I didn't see this part. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. You specifically would dig it. it it's the kind of show that like, uh, Outside of the, like, sex stuff, which my grandmother would just, like, uh, her roll her eyes at or whatever. But it's yeah. the kind of show that she would love. It's it's so, like, interesting. And, like, every time you think they've, they've solved the case, like, something else pops up. Um, like, it, it's it's a lot of fun. So... All right. Um, I, I have it on my list of things to do. Um, there's just so much. Uh, there's so much out there. I sounded yeah. like Chris Walken there. There's so much out there. Um, <laughs> he he kind of won, for me, he kind of won Super Bowl Super commercial. Bowl. He, he really did. Yeah. Like, his, his, like, a day in the life of Chris Walken, like, was kind of amazing. Uh, because everybody was doing the, I mean, you know, how can you not? Um, and then him looking but, at Usher and just being like, don't you have somewhere to be? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fucking great. Um, uh, yeah, no, 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 I, I kind of loved it. Um, but, uh, so good vibes for, uh, death and other details. Um, and, uh, like Manny Patinkin himself, like, like, I mean, he's the gold standard to me. Like, I love him. I grew up with him. I mean, we, I think we both grew up with him. I mean, I, I still remember, do you remember in the early nineties when ER and Chicago hope were like fighting each yeah. other? And, like I'm gonna tell you, I like I felt like we we all won on that one because they were two very different shows. Like ER was like an action film, and like what you call Chicago Hope. I mean, well, we knew like Chicago Hope. I mean, David Kelly. I mean, he was all about the 
Like if you had saw Northern Northern Exposure, you knew the kind of wild ass kind of storytelling you were in for. But he was like those first like what four seasons where he's in it, like it's just he's masterful, right? Like yeah, he's beyond Inigo Matoye. Like even though everybody knows him for that, I mean you know his Broadway work, his musical work, like it's just like he's just amazing and he runs a little like have you have you listened to his not listened but like watched his like podcast thing that he does no um it's all like he has like this thing that he just does and it just talks about life and stuff and um check it out it's kind of great um but like it's all to say like how is he in this uh as the perot-esque figure Uh, i think he's great it's weirdly enough you you can probably say this about any Mandy Patinkin role. It mm-hmm. feels like oh he was like born to do this. Like <laughs> so he's he's like he's very much like Daniel Craig's uh, uh, Foghorn Leghorn. I'm yeah. sorry, I had to yeah. say that. But um, good lord, what is his name? I, I, that's all I call him. I call him Foghorn Leghorn because that's who yeah, he is. Daniel Craig's detective from Knives Out. Like he's and very out, yeah. Yeah, he's very much like like you can see kind of gets off on like the thrill of the chase and the you know the figuring mm-hmm. it out and um but he he's also very smarmy kind of like Columbo was it's just okay. like oh yeah it's this 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 and this and like at one point the 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 woman he's working with uh who's kind of helping him out uh like she says something to him that's mm-hmm. fairly vague and he he tells her oh yeah because of this and she's like well god that was fast like how fast he figured it out and then mm-hmm. he does it again and she's like well now you're just being annoying nah. <laughs> and and so it's that kind of like like I'm the smartest person in the room and I know it kind of mm-hmm. thing. But he also repeatedly talks about like, uh, apparently he he's world renowned <clears throat> and he's made millions of dollars like being a uh, private detective for rich people basically. Mm-hmm. And then written books about it, but then proceeded to, literally just blow through all of that money because he likes to drink. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something, right? There's always yeah. something. Um, and by the way, the Daniel Craig character is Benoit Blanc. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go without us like actually, actually saying his name and not Foghorn Leghorn. But I mean, you know, Benoit Blanc, Foghorn Leghorn, it's the same thing. And if you guys I, don't know Foghorn Leghorn, <laughs> are you doing listening to this goddamn podcast? Because you really should know who Foghorn Leghorn is because you're bothering me, son. You're bothering me. I'll tell you who's um, in this that you are, are just going to love is uh, Jerry Burns. Oh, really? Playing oh, exactly the See type you, of character you <laughs> expect him to play. Like oh, man. sleazy lawyer who is into sadistic, sexy bullshit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, yes. And uh, he is so much fun. 
when he shows up on screen. And he's only in, like, two minutes of every episode. But it's always, like, the best two minutes of every episode. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. Um, I, I cannot wait. Like, I'm very much so looking forward to looking forward to this one just because of the cast. Um and all of the people that are in it like and they also stole a lot of it looks like they stole a few uh people from um uh from the from the Flanagan universe that uh, that show up it seems like um which I'm kind of excited about uh and then I also saw like it just looks like a good fun time and now I understand, like, now that you told me that there's a lot of sexy time, now I understand why they cast, they casted the way that they did the, the various parts in the, in the show. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm actually, like I said, I'm very much looking forward to it. I like to run through these in chunks, like you, like you already were well aware. Um, so this is going to be something that it's like, um, you know, uh, I'll, uh, like, you know, I'll check it out once it's, like, almost done. Like, uh, we're probably going to start watching, um, well, no, I know we're going to start watching, um. True Detective. The True Detective, because. Well, last week's a... True Detective was fucking mind-blowing. <laughs> like, you're, you're going to get through the first two episodes and be like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, this is incredible. You're going to hit episode three and four, and it's going to feel like it slows down a lot. But then episode five ramps mm -hmm. up everything so damn much. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to that discussion. Uh, hope, Hopefully next week. I got some stuff going on. We'll talk about it off mic. Um, Absolutely. Um, but it, it's so freaking like incredible uh a few people i work with are watching it too and we were discussing it last week this one guy i swear he is insistent that he's like there there's it's 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 gonna be actual supernatural stuff this time and i was like mike come on man <laughs> The show's mm -hmm. never actually supernatural. He's like, but how do you explain this? And how do you, I'm like, I don't know how you, ex I mean, I have my theory. I won't spout it here because I don't want to plant mm -hmm. ideas so you can just watch the show. I was like, I have my theories. And I told him, I was like, but I, I don't know that we're going to get like the lost smoke monster, you know, like, I, yeah. just, I don't, this is not that show. There's always... There's always unexplained supernatural-esque things. And it's it always has that little bend into the occult or whatever. But mm -hmm. it's never actually supernatural. <laughs> it's no, always it's just like, oh, it, it's a bunch of shitty people doing shitty yeah. things. <laughs> Which, that that is the norm. Like, doing really weird shitty things, right? Like, uh, it's like, uh, yeah, let's just, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what else I did? I'll talk about this very, very quickly because it, it's mm -hmm. pretty, it, it was only four issues. Uh, I read a graphic novel this past week called oh. the, the Seasons Have Teeth. And, I, like, I picked it up because I just really liked the sound of that title. <laughs> yes. And I... You'd appreciate this would make like a fun, like short film, not fun, but interesting mm -hmm. short film. 
it is about this guy who was uh like a photographer he wanted Mm -hmm. to be a war photographer but the girl he fell in love with like who who was all for it when they were you know young and falling in love because ooh it sounds interesting they get married and she's like you're not really going to do this you're not going to go off um and so he winds up settling for being basically just you know peter parker without the superpowers and Mm. um they grow old together she gets sick and she dies and what the story is is it's this old man who lives in this world where literally the seasons have teeth there are these giant kaiju monster things that live in the world and they awaken once every season there's four of them and he decides after his wife passes in order to because he doesn't want to live to deal Mm -hmm. with his grief he is going to try to photograph these beasts who are incredibly dangerous and all come with their own like skill set power whatever things Mm -hmm. and it's just him journaling about like his grief and you know huh. how how much he fucked up and how sorry he is for like all the things that that did go wrong and it it is it's a very interesting look at dealing with grief with this like apocalyptic sci-fi and it's very short like it's only uh, like 80 pages and but it is so fucking good i'm like this would be like an incredible like uh like what's what's the the short uh sci-fi show on netflix that oh uh, black um black mirror well no not black mirror the one that does the animation oh shit uh death and robots yeah, 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 okay. that one. Okay. It would it would uh, make for an incredible, like, uh, like peace in that because it's not always just robots. They usually have robots, yeah. but sometimes it's just other stuff. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, it, it's it's so so damn good. Um, hmm. and uh, so if anybody out there is looking for uh, you know, a graphic novel to to get into. Uh, and it, it's beautiful to look at. So, anyway, we got a lot of Marvel to talk. Briefly, still playing Spider-Man 2. I've run into some issues with the fight mechanics. I don't think I've upgraded my skill set to the point oh. that maybe I should be. The last mission I played, yeah, the last mission I played, I died like six times. And the I was fucking, like, oh, this is frustrating. <laughs> is it the symbiote? Have no, I haven't. This, I haven't gotten it. The there. Cultist. Oh, no. have you, or is it the cultist? It was the. I, I'm just now at the Black Cat mission. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mission-wise, um, I've not made a lot of progress because I tend mm-hmm. to just wind up swinging around the city and doing shit. Yeah. So. And doing the doing the GTA thing, like yeah. I always like yeah, like you know exactly what I'm talking about, and gamers know what I'm talking about about the GTA thing, which is like you know, you get an open world and you're not concerned with the missions, you're more concerned with yep just 
vibing and pulling off crimes. <laughs> and in 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 Spider-Man, it's not it's vibing and stopping crimes. Um but yeah. The Wanda Watoom thing in the game I thought was really like I was like, uh oh like, oh, I'm chasing Black Cat. Okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. And then it's like, oh, she's at the Sanctum Sanctorum. Sanctorum. Yep. I was like, are we about to see Doctor Strange? And you you don't, but she yeah. gets the wand of a tomb and uses it to like, you know, like cause chaos. Yeah. And, and you get to swing through all these different like things. Like at one point you're yep. like Antar- Antarctica and the but yeah, the 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 fight, the big fight at the zoo. I, I died like six times. I was like, oh my God, this is killing me, man. Yeah. Um, you have to level like, okay. So like, as a, like the mechanics of it is whenever you get to, like, if you find that you're in a big moment in the story, like that's a big moment, right? Um, Remember that if you fail it a couple of times, you're going to have to go back. Cause that's exactly what happened to me is I literally had to go back and level up and get some more powers in my power tree like in my skill set power tree. And then as soon as I did that, like, I think I had to go up on that one. I had to go up two levels because I tried it once. I went one, I got a couple of extra skill sets, but then it just didn't work. Right. Um, So like, it's weird, like having to do weird side missions. Like I will tell you with um, the easiest things to do for uh, miles is to do the school stuff, the Brooklyn bridges thing, just do those things and you get quick, easy power ups. Um, those are easy. The the ones that are fun, but they're not easy, are the Mysterio stuff. And yeah, I I I just learned about the Mysterio things, and uh, and that alone should make you want to go back to Miles Morales because he's he like he has levels in that are very similar to that in, yeah. in his game. Um, at least I think it was his game. Yeah, it was his game. Uh. The Mysteriums, the the the, the VR experiences, <laughs> those are a lot of fun. Though they are frustrating at points because they get to a point like they're very much like the. Have you seen Have you seen the Android or the the drone challenges? Um. Uh, yeah, where you have to fly the drones. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you have to chase drones. Oh, that might not be there yet. You might not get it unlocked. There's these chasing drone things where you have to go through the slipstreams or the jet streams. And I will tell you, those I saved for laugh because they were so fucking hard for me. Because I'm not a I'm a I'm a reactive gamer, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. I push my I like I don't have that kind of control of like micro movements, and it requires that. And that is such a pain in the ass for me. Um, those were such a pain in the ass that I was like, I can't fucking do this. I can't do this. I have yeah. to wait to the end. I, I was talking to Tim about it, because uh, he, mm-hmm. he's a big Spider-Man guy and loves the game. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, uh, he was talking about my style of play, and I was like, well, I was like, I don't know how to describe it, except for basically I'm a button masher. Um, yeah. Especially <laughs> when it comes to fights. And he was like, no, you got to do like the, the, got to do like this and this. I was like, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of those combos require like weird button, like, like L1 and square. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm probably not going to remember that in the moment, you know? Mm -hmm. So like if I wind up doing something cool, I'm like, oh, that was awesome. 
mostly it's just me, you know, like punching and kicking and webbing and zipping and, you know, mm-hmm. like it's basic spider shit. And uh, so I was like, really, that's why I focus on when I do like upgrade skill sets. Usually my focus is on health and power. <laughs> like, because I'm like, <laughs> I, as long as I'm strong in both of those areas, I don't care if the fight lasts for 10 minutes. Like, I'm okay yeah. with that. Uh, what I'm not okay with is like dying and having to start over after I've I've gotten into it. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm still having fun with it. Uh, I, I, the reason I haven't gotten a lot further is because I'm still playing Super Mario Wonder. Um, ah, which I'm okay, okay. I'm close to beating like the story on that, but there's there's secret worlds and of course all these other like little uh, unlockable things that that I'll do. Um, but it is I, I know I like preached about it the other week, but yeah, it it is one of the best Nintendo games I've played and I, I can't tell you how long. Like it's so much fun. That's uh, that. That's and it. It, do, it doesn't. I love it. it. It like it does not get like there was not a single world where I was like I just need to get past this world. Like and almost all of them are rewarding either like game wise or just visually for you to go back and just explore it, which. This is where the not having the time, the the timer mm-hmm. benefits you because you can just visually enjoy the game. Like yeah. You don't have to like breeze through everything. I, you, yeah. Rushing through it and stuff. I, I went back. I had to go back. Uh, I'm trying to get all you collect these things called wonder seeds. And mm-hmm. I, I knew I was missing some. Um, and I was like, well, before I go to the final boss level, I'm going to go back and collect all the wonder seeds I didn't get. And there was mm-hmm. one in the first world. I was like, I know I'm missing one. I don't know where it's at. And I found out that there's a thing. So in the game, there, there are pipes, of course, you can go down. But certain pipes, there's a background and foreground things. There are certain pipes that take you into the background of oh, the, okay. the level that you're in, which is really cool. I mm-hmm. found that found that out early on. There's also foreground pipes where it's like uh, it, you're you're like closer to the screen, and so mm-hmm. your character's bigger. And so I having to go back and replay levels to figure out what seed I was missing, I found a foreground pipe and I was like, oh shit, I didn't even know this was in the game. Like, so huh. it, it's, it's really, really cool. Like the, the game dynamics are so, so cool. Like, um, like unexpected. Like I love that when you find things in, in games that are unexpected and you didn't realize that they were a thing. Uh, without having to like do like a YouTube walkthrough of all hidden secrets, yeah. um, like it just naturally occurs. Um, that's when you know. Okay, so like that—that's that, a key to me. Like there are certain key indicators of a game being a top tier game, and the reason why they're a top tier game. 
like you know it's like these un like the like one of them is unexpected surprises that you weren't considering like the whole thing with like spider-man there's a lot more like little like surprises embedded in the game that i find that you're gonna find like you're gonna like love organically finding right yeah but like they're a little bit more of a sledgehammer approach to the thing because it's like it's a part of the story and it kind of like forces you into this thing but i also like it like i like the other way the way that the nintendo does it with a very light hand and touch like you don't realize this is something that you can do until you do the thing that you do right then you're like oh oh okay I get this, and this adds a layer to the fun of the experience. Um, how far do you think that you are? Like, do you have like an indicator of how far you are in the entire game? I think there is one. I haven't looked. Um, it, like, if if a hundred percenting the game is getting all the seeds, finding all the the secrets, and mm-hmm. um, like beating all the secret levels, I'm I'm probably at seventy percent. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I, how many I, hours I, of I, gameplay have you done oh. up into the 70? Let's see. I probably spend about an hour and a day playing it, and I got it, what, a month ago? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 30, 30 to 40 yeah. hours, probably. Okay. That's, that's also another indication of a good game for me, is how many hours have I played? Have I played a lot? Am I frustrated? Um, is it a lot of gameplay because I enjoy it or is it a lot of gameplay because it's a, it's a fucking lot of, a lot, a lot to do. Right. Um, and it sounds like this isn't a chore. This is like just pure enjoyment. Right. Oh yeah. Not like this is the first game. Like even though I, you know, I loved those Mario Rabbids games. We've talked about it and Mm -hmm. they, they were a lot of fun for me, but there's stuff in those games that is very like, oh, God, I got to get past this. Um, like, the only thing in this game that's remotely like that, there mm-hmm. are these challenges that you have to play that you get badges. And uh, the badges give you different skill sets. Those do get extremely challenging and can get a little frustrating, like, to, to beat. There's one that's... Uh, you get an invisible badge. So it's a mini level to earn the badge Uh and you have to play the whole level invisible. Do you know how hard it is to play a game when you cannot see your character? Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's like impossible. (laughs) Uh, The, the, the benefit to the badge levels though, is they're very short. Mm -hmm. And if you die in the level, you do not lose your life. Oh, okay. You just reset the level. Oh, that's um, nice. That's nice. So, uh, like, it just starts all over again. Now, with that, could you like pull like on the invisible one? Could you just pull up a like like a like a root or anything, and then just hold it so that you can see yourself as a marker? Or is it something that requires you to actually like move when you through? run when you run or jump? There's uh-huh. a little dust trail. Oh, okay. And that's okay. all you can see. <laughs> oh shit, that's that's okay. I'm like, what fucking like, what good is this badge? I cannot see. Myself. Shit, that's funny. That's um, funny. 
but I, I'm assuming there are, there's probably some secret stuff in some levels that the invisibility badge will allow you to unlock. Um, ah, okay. So uh, I, I haven't very, done a uh, lot of digging on it. So. <laughs> very mystery team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it, it, it is an extremely fun game. I mean, I'm still having fun with it, which is why I've spent, I'm still spending more time playing it than I have been Spider-Man. Also, it helps that it, it's handheld and I can throw it in my backpack and play it at work when yeah. we're really slow at three o'clock in the morning. So, um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, all that to say, still playing Spider-Man 2, still really enjoying it. Um, I, <laughs> every time I boot it up on the projector, I'm like, I've got to get a better projector. Because, like, it's weirdly for, like, watching TV and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. I boot up the PS5 and I'm like, no, I, I've got it. I, I can get a better one. I can get a better one. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to want to spend $2,000 on a projector so I can play my PS5 on a projector. Well, then, then you'll want to, then you'll want to, like, then you'll see, like, the true nature of, like, watching like 4k or yeah. blu-rays on a projector and then you'd be like i never want to leave my house yeah. why do i want to leave my house when i have the perfect setup for for watching movies and playing video games <laughs> I, uh, I, funny enough i thought that while i was watching madam Web. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> seriously dude about. i was like what the fuck um, like what what am i doing with my fucking life like <laughs> that's when you know a fucking movie has is very just it, it's extra extra when you're questioning your decision to go to actually see it in the theater um but uh we're not there yet folks we still got a we, two, we still got some ground to cover two big pieces of marvel news very uh, big yes but let's do the casting because that's okay. just a casting announcement. So yeah. the worst kept secret in Hollywood uh, with the oddest casting announcement yeah. for a major franchise that I've ever seen. Um, we got Very our, weird. our Fantastic Four. We yep. have the Fantastic Four. Pedro Pascal exactly. yep. is Mr. Fantastic. Is Mr. Fantastic. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is now my favorite superhero in the Marvel Universe, uh, yep. the Invisible Woman. And I, w I will like be that dude and say, the Invisible Woman is now my favorite superhero in the MCU because she's being played by Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> Not that she was before. She wasn't. Now she is. No, absolutely. Holy absolutely. shit. <laughs> um, I love Vanessa Kirby. Like, um, I like as a side note, I really want her to play um, to to play Sue the way that she plays the White Widow in Mission Impossible. Like I yeah. really do. Like I want her to be like that cold, dispassionate, but like very British and very kind of. I mean, which okay, so like that leads to the whole like like there's some interesting like like roughs in this. Like Joseph Quinn as um as uh johnny both are british so obviously they're going to be british right like yeah. or are they going to give them an american accent or are I, they going to make them do what i'm sorry I, I don't know i don't know how you're going to do that i mean we've seen joseph quinn do yeah i mean stranger american, things stranger things yeah yeah i mean um, and he's like of everybody 
I think that maybe he's the perfect cast when you consider his work and how charming he is without actually being charming and kind of being annoying at the same time. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. Other than other than Kirby being like perfect, uh, perfect visual representation of Sue um, and what we think of her. Right. Like, I don't know, man, like it's it's oh, I'll let you go on and continue on with the casting. Like well, all the, the, rest the, of the, other, the final piece is uh, Evan Moss uh, Bacharach. Is that how you say his last yeah, name? That's how you say his last name. Um, who everybody is now in love with after watching uh, his show on Hulu. Yeah, um, the, the bear. Yeah, which I still haven't watched. Um, it's good. It's good. I I watched the first season. I haven't watched the second season. Um, but I'm we're probably gonna watch it as a couple just because of the fact that like you know it's a big show. Like I mean, like everybody, like you know, I I knew it was good. Um, I stopped watching after the first season and didn't watch the second season. The third season's coming up. So I think that it's like a it's fitting, but he is very good. Like he like you understand exactly why everybody was rooting for him to play uh to to play thing um very see, much what's, so. Because- what's weird is like I'm my first I was like oh that's the guy from the Punisher <laughs> I was like yeah oh he's in the bear <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's. He's uh Disney uh Disney play tech or I uh, can't remember yeah, the guy's yeah, it's, name. Yeah, it's his um, microchip. It's like his microchip, version yeah, yeah. of 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 microchip. It's a little little off kilter from the comics, but uh, he I mean he was really really good in in the Punisher and uh, yeah. like I I've seen him I guess in a few other things. Uh, mm-hmm. He he was in uh, Andor the first yes. season as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, like like every other person, he's distrusting distrusting Rebel Number Four. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, not really a big like skill set showing like role. Um, but like he has that like unaffected like I, what I like about it is that it's not like working class. It's like this unaffected version of like, you just are this person. Like you can tell that like, it's weird because it's like, you can tell that he gets his hands dirty, right? Like this is a guy that like is a grease is like, is a grease monkey, right? Like, like, you know, like, like an engine junkie. Like you can tell like this, this cast is like, you've already gotten the, it's weird. Other than Pedro, like it feels very much like, they are of an archetype and I, I, a visual so re- representation. I, I'm with you. I, I and this, this is a weird way to put it, but this mm-hmm. is the dirtiest Fantastic Forecast we've had. Yes, like, these are not clean cut people. Like no. they they all look gorgeous in their own right, but they're also all capable of playing. Like very real and grounded versions of these characters, mm-hmm. not the larger than life. So it, it's kind of a weird mix of like what the Tim Story films were trying to do with the Josh Trank films. Um, yeah. And neither of which was truly, truly successful. Um, they really weren't. They, they just. 
the right. other thing is the way they announced it. Yeah. Like, it felt like a... Okay, so I was going to throw a couple things at you So about this announcement. So first off, um, it's come out uh, like either by like either by Marvel or by people that are very closely looking at things um, and how they did it. It's so the film is supposed to be set circa 1963, um, which again, that's something that I've talked about for a very long time, right? Like I've told you that I've wanted a space race version of Fantastic Four. Like that's my that was my dream because I feel like that's exactly where you should set the fantastic four right like if you're going to do it right you start there and then you move them forward if you want to but it feels like a part of the piece of like how it would have been done in 1963 if you had the time life magazine cover and you wanted to announce something as big as this now mind you if i'm wrong and it's more of your theory, which I think it's more of your theory. That's okay. But it's like, doesn't it feel like if it is going to be set in 1963, this is the kind of shit that kind of Kevin does that he gets a little insular about. And he did something that I feel like is strange. But also, I think that you're going to talk about this. The the protective layer of not doing a cast photo or some kind of big press conference it kind of creates a buffer there to where and i'll let you take over what like what i think that your theory was but my theory is like stylistically it's in line with 1963 if it's set in 1963 because like you know it looks like a time life cover doesn't it like those old school oh yeah i i mean so much so that like so here's so yeah it's it's a a painting basically yes. and it kind of looks like uh norman rockwell-esque kind yes. of like day in the life of kind of painting and we have like reed and sue being like kind of romantic johnny of course sitting with his legs like sitting with the chair backwards on the chair mm -hmm. uh and uh thing uh reading a version of a time life yes. cover so with with it very importantly with like it's the cover of the like of lyndon johnson after he took office like a couple of months after the assassination of kennedy which would make right. it around january or february of 63 i think is when that the, cover came out so some somebody did some digging and posted the actual cover it's yes. december 1960 december 13th 1963 Okay, is is the go. date on that that life cover, okay. um, which so uh, Tim and I were also talking about this, and he was like, "Do you think that's that's accurate, or you know, do you think that's where they're going with that?" Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, "Here's the thing, man. If uh, <laughs> here's the thing, um, if it were dated for the year that the Fantastic Four came out." I would be like, oh, that's just an homage to like the year the comic premiered, but yeah. that's not when the comic premiered. This uh, that's like two, two, three years after the comic first hit stands. So I, I'm, I've got to be 
like fully on board with y'all that we're getting at least partially a period piece here. Yeah. It's not something I thought uh, we would really ever get in the MCU again. I thought Captain America was going to be their one, like, nope, we had to do it as a period piece to make it make sense. Here we go. We're not doing that again. And I I think I'm wrong. I think we're at least getting their origin in in that era. I I think so too. Um, which I feel like I mean, don't you feel like that's kind of it's kind of perfect for them because it it leads you like okay, so like if this is so like the the other big thing is is that. Um, this is 18 months. This is literally 18 months from announcement because it's July 20. What did they say? July 25th, 2024, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or 2025. 20, yeah, sorry. Um, that's a lot working. of work in 18 months. But if you think about it, I feel like so. I feel like this is a the worst kept secret. Like this cast has been everybody's wish list yeah in a weird way i almost feel like they knew this a long time ago they've been working on it they've been prepping this and this is going to be something that is already happening and we didn't even know it i feel like this is probably was something that was going to be announced last summer during uh, before the strike and it was like if you think about it if that's the announcement and that's the start time for pre-production, that's two years. That's actually the perfect time frame, right? Yeah. And so they were just biding their time, but they've probably done all pre-production, location scouting, all of that good stuff because directors can do that. Um, <clears throat> um, the only thing that couldn't be done was script writing and acting stuff. So and, and, now that they and the script was more or less in place. Yes, because Shankman had talked about it. And this is also makes sense. Like, 63 makes sense. Because if you're going to get somebody to do this, get the guy who did WandaVision. Yeah. Who, which was set in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, to very much, like, acclaim, right? Like, it wasn't like... Like, I mean, when we talked about WandaVision, the big thing was, was that they were able to ape the style of that era in a very like in a very kind of beautiful way that you just kind of like it's one thing to emulate the style it's another thing to have loving reverence for that era and being able to produce something that shows that loving like like context that loving homage and i feel like shankman definitely proved with that show that yeah, I have a loving reverence for this era, so let's do it like this because, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? And then you shift them forward, or you put you get them through some kind of like you know secret war, Michigash, and then you can have the problems of somebody from the '60s being in into the 2020s in the next movie, and you can have how can I put this? You can have like the weird, like the weird, like fight for, um, like fight for Sue between Reed and and Namor 
if you're going to still use Namor. <laughs> I mean, because we know that that like like that, that was another pro- uh, troubling thing that we yeah. that everything has gone dark on. But I don't know. Like it feels like like also I think that what also like we're not looking at the optics of is or at least I'm not. And I just kind of started to think about it was. So that era is like the bright shining light of any era, right? Like when we talk early 60s, we talk about like the forward progression, the positiveness before. And it's weird because it's like before Kennedy got assassinated, like the space race. The, yeah, it, like, it's the it sounds so jingoistic, but it's yes. like America was still America, you know, yes. like we were still this like see ourselves as these young go-getting like we can do anything you know, despite the fact that you know like it, it, you know mostly just white people felt that way um <laughs> yes yes yeah <laughs> no, because we were holding everybody else down um but like we we saw ourselves as a country that way you know um and we held ourselves up as this, like you said, the shining beacon and, you know, that could really help with the Dr. Doom of it all. Yes. Well, and then also like, it's smart to cast Pedro because it's not another like, okay. So like Pedro is not even white passing to me. Like some people will say that, and I will tell you, no, he's not fucking white passing. He is absolutely 100% a POC. And it makes it a little bit easier to swallow this weird, like, whitewashing pill going back to the 60s if you have somebody like Pedro. Because, and here's the other thing, is that he is not, like, he can do, like, we've been so used to him doing dour dad that we yeah. forget that... He can do. I mean, positive you, dad too. You you rewatched something of his this week that I would point to and go like, just because they cast Pedro does not mean we're going to get like gritty Fantastic Four Trankish style. Um, yes. Because if you go watch the unbearable lightness of being. Like no, no, is, uh, the wrong, wrong movie. Yeah, uh, um, unbearable way to massive talent. Massive talent. Um, <laughs> God, so good in that fucking movie, dude. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I like, uh, <laughs> I like mispronouncing it. Um, uh, but yeah, the unbearable way to massive talent. If you go watch that, which sounds like it's going to be a dour kind of time. And, and for Nick Cage, it kind of is, but like Pedro is so joyous. And and honestly, like not for nothing, go watch some of his interviews. Like the man is like positivity. Like watch his, uh, his hot ones. Like I know yes. everybody loves hot ones. Go watch his hot ones. It, it's, yeah, we're going to get like it's. I'm sure it's going to have its moments, but I feel like we're going to get something truly fun and unique, the way Iron Man was fun and unique. And I, yeah. I've, I've been think I was thinking about it this week, and especially with the trailer drop, which we're about to talk about. 
um, like I, I'm more and more. I'm like, I, I think the MCU's problem is that they got away from just literally reveling in these characters because yes. if you think about the first Iron Man movie, the plot of that movie is not much. It's not even there. It's non-existent. I mean, let's be honest. Like, like it is. There is nothing going on in that movie because you just sit there and go, "Uh, what's going on here?" And oh, the, it's just a plot, vibe. Yeah, and the plot of Avengers is not yeah. much. There's not much there. Like, oh, Loki has an evil cube and he's trying to take over the world. Like, that's not a lot. You're there because you want to hang out with these characters and see what they do. Mm. And I, I think they got away from that and became more about, like, the plot-driven stuff. And, they really you know, did. Like, and giving us... Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, giving us no time to really enjoy and like people. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Find the likability to all of these 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 dudes. People, sh- people, when the first Thor movie came out, people shit on it. Like, some somewhat so, and, mm-hmm. and maybe rightfully so, because again, the plot of that movie is non-existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is so bare bones, and for me, it didn't matter because I was like, oh, they are killing these characters. Mm-hmm. I just want to hang out with Chris Hemsworth. Like, yep. I just want to watch, I want to watch him drink coffee at this shitty Arizona diner or wherever they are and, like, just be obnoxious because I'm like, oh, my God, they got it. Like, and, yeah. and we got away from just spending time with these characters and the plots being more, not not unimportant, but just kind of a secondary thing. And mm-hmm. it became, and I think probably the downfall of that was uh like looking at like i well I, I the problem with iron man 2 is that it is so much fucking plot that's the problem with iron man 2 um but like thor the dark world like also doesn't have much of a plot but also isn't really great at like just spending time with the characters i think no. maybe the love story got a little in the way there um, which I mean, you know, it it is what it is. But like, I yeah, I I really feel like, especially if there we're moving forward, Shankman is the director. One thing WandaVision got right, it it botched it at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, nobody will ever convince me that that finale was that good because it was just a cgi slugfest and yeah. and that might be what happens here too because that's what most of the movies turn into um but the build-up for that just hanging out with those characters was so much fun it really was because you got to know them and there were like there's a way to do this like so I'm going to invoke somebody that we both love as a filmmaker, which I hope that they that they have some reverence for, because I feel like this is the perfect movie to make make this make this filmmaker a touchstone for, which is Howard Hawks. Yeah, um, 
because Howard Hawks was able to make movies that were not just hangout films, but they were also plot driven, but the plot didn't matter. But also it allowed you to get to know these people like real Bravo is like, I I was, I mean, I was about to like real Bravo is I know. And I know we've talked about this movie before, but it's both one of our favorites, both of ours and Rio Bravo is a movie that's so perfect. Like if you had, if you ask me what the plot of that movie is, I'm like, I I have to kind of stop for a second and go, Oh, they arrested this dude's brother and they're waiting for uh like a u.s marshal to come get him because he killed a dude and they're just holding him in a jail and it's just this rich guy who runs the town and kind of you know has beef with everybody and wants his brother so like they have to just hold up in the jail and and, and you would anybody who doesn't know the movie would just be like, yeah, that doesn't sound very exciting, man. No, it, yeah, like, exactly. So they're just sitting around a jail for most of the movie, like, oh yeah, you know, the jail, the hotel. Like, there's a big shootout at the end, you know. Like yeah. again, doesn't sound very exciting, but there's so much character in that. Like, it is the model of what these movies really should be going for you know absolutely like you have like okay so like if you really think about it it's the perfect setup for rio bravo right you got reed as john like you know pedro as john wayne um ebom uh as duke aka um uh, um jesus christ dean martin colorado of course is uh yeah johnny Johnny, and then Sue is feathers. Like it, it uh, like it's perfect. And then uh, what's his name? The robot is um, Walter <laughs> Walter Brennan. I mean, like like there there's no other. Like I don't understand how like that could not be a touchstone for them because then you've got Burdette, which like is either Galactus or or um, Doom or, or Doom. Insert yeah. villain here. Yeah. Insert you know. villain here. And then you've got, you know, you've got like, I mean, it, the weirder part is, is that they said that Galactus, Doom and Silver Surfer. I mean, well, of course, like if Galactus is there, then Silver Surfer is there. Right. But you've got I, Doom I as think well. that's something at the end. I, I think okay. I think all of the Silver Surfer hype talk, whatever you want to call it, is mm-hmm. like that's the 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 tale at the, the end like that that's okay. the little bonus now, scene like you might get silver surfer at the end i think doom I, if there's two big villains in the movie it's gonna be mole man and doom okay all right um they probably uh, won't do mole man because it's a little silly <laughs> uh so like okay so like i like all of it i like all of it right at the end of the day i like all of it um and it's wonderful and i think that they're moving faster than we really realize um because of the fact that there's been so much downtime so i think that it's going it's going to be very quick how this thing comes together and when it starts filming like i would not be shocked if it's not it's filming by march or april 
Because, I mean, they'll need the elements to get this stuff yeah. done. There's only so much that they can do. And with less than a year. And a lot, and also, it's going to be a lot of post-production work. I mean, yes, three of the main characters require extensive CGI. Yep. But if the whole thing is, is that they've already done the R&D and they started the R&D back when we heard rumors of this, which was like even like earlier than last year. Um, if they've done the R&D and knowing how much Marvel has gotten in trouble with rushing and putting people into overtime yep. and pushing people, they probably, Kevin probably did like, you know, had done the work, you know, like his was saddled because let's just be honest, like Fantastic Four, this is a very, very, very important piece of the puzzle for them, especially going into the new phases, right? Because... Yep. If they're building towards Galactus as their main villain after um, after the Kang stuff is finished, I mean, shit, we don't even know if Kang's going to be around, right? Um, because they're having a big casting problem with that. Like, the rumors are that they've gone out to multiple people and they all said the same thing. Nah, bro, I'm good. I don't need to, de- I don't need to deal with your smoke. Like, yeah. we don't need to deal with this. We don't want to be recast at... I don't want to be recast after what's happened. Like there's a lot of like, like if you go and read about this stuff behind the scenes, it's not a pretty picture about like what's, what's happening. And, you know, I mean, there are very many, like it seems very apparent that many actors that knew like that are being approached have looked at the Jonathan majors thing and has a very bitter yeah. taste in their mouth and they're like nope this is radioactive for us we don't want to do this so they're having major problems with this whole thing of like them trying to recast um hang which i mean yeah so anywho um next big villain could be galactus right which yeah. makes this super important right like just on a ground level this is like a big thing and feige has always said that like he's always said that like if he ever got back Fantastic Four, it's it's a major issue. Like it's a major thing, right? Like it was. It, going it's to only be... because like you can point to a lot of non MCU movies and say, well, they didn't really get it right. Um, but like there's a there's at least one great X Men movie, you know? Yep. Like you could say they didn't get Ghost Rider right, but I mean it's not a perfect execution, but like they got the spirit of the character right, you know. <laughs> yes. Like it, it there's it, like Daredevil before the show. You you can say that movie's not great. The director's cut actually isn't awful. Um, no. But they kind of got to the heart of who that character is. Like, is the movie great? Not necessarily. Like Fantastic Four. Like is 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 not bad as the first movie is and Mm -hmm. is you know okay as some of the second one is they still like it's the one big marvel property you can point to and go yeah they haven't gotten that right like not even close they just (laughs) haven't gotten it right and and so i i think kevin really really wants to to like put a version of the fantastic four out there that uh uh stan and jack 
would be like, oh shit, yeah, like you you got it, man, you got it. Yeah, uh, that they could be proud of because yeah, like it like. Like, I think that people often forget because, like, it, like, or people that are not true fans of, like, what was, what Kirby and Lee built, right? Like, we are, like, we were comic fans first, right? Like, it, like, so we started that and we have, like, a reverence for history. And I'm not saying that nobody doesn't, nobody does, but, like, when you look at the context in which, in which Fantastic Four was created, it is the diamond of that era. And that's the, it's the, it's not the Avengers, it's Fantastic Four, and it's like Kennedy-esque bright future with science that if you think back on it and you look back on it contextually, this is still the, like, even though maybe it's not as popular but it still has that like for everybody that knows these these characters and knows the history and know Kirby and Lee oh Lee and what they made it's how can I put this it is a it it's the gold standard like yeah. people fucking this up is I, it, the worst thing that could possibly happen yeah right? when when you talk to like a comic knowledgeable comic people and you talk about like runs of comics right writer artist like mm-hmm. pumping out issues like the first like 60 issues of fantastic four come up every time and, yep. and I, I i don't talk I, I like i've read some of that stuff i know the yeah. stories but i've only read like some of that stuff but dudes that have been in like entrenched in comics will say, no, that that Lee and Kirby Fantastic Four run, like almost just can't be beat. Like it 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 like every month they were like, What about this? What about this? What about this? You know, um, like the inhumans, the Fantastic Four, Galactus, Silver Surfer, uh, the the negative zone. Um uh annihilus um uh kang uh although that well dep- depending on how you look at it um yeah that's but it just uh because kang winds up like they wind up kang winds up being a bunch of different people who weren't kang to begin with um but uh uh they retcon a lot but anyway uh yeah like people point to that first black like panther. five yeah black panther uh first five or six years of the fantastic four as just being like like oh my god man like they were on fire and you know a lot like you know not to talk ill of a dead man but like to prom- better promote another dead man uh, a lot of credit goes to jack kirby for that stuff like he yep. was just a genius and so yeah it's doing right by their original vision is is that they've they've got they've got to got to try and i i think the pieces are in place for them to succeed um but uh so that we don't like run out of time before we can Mm -hmm. like pounce on madam webb very quickly x-men 97 (laughs) trailer yes (sighs) Oh my God, man. 
Um, <laughs> I, this is the first time I've been excited for. Uh, actually, both of these trailers are the first time I've been excited for something with an X <laughs> in the, the title <laughs> in quite a while. Um, X Men '97 looks like so much fun. It sounds like almost the entire original voice cast is back. Um, yeah. The animation is a little different, but I mean, I'll take it. We don't really traditionally animate anything anymore unless you're uh, Miyazaki. So, yep. you know, it, I, I'm okay with it looking a little different. That build up to the theme song is so great in that trailer. But I tell you what, man, like as good as it is and as hyped as I get, also it comes out March 20th, literally two days after my fucking birthday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when Cyclops says to me, my X-Men, I was like, oh, fucking Cyclops, man. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the intent? Yes. Isn't that the intent? <laughs> like, that's the best part about that. You don't get about... to say that. <laughs> yes. No, only only one person gets to say that, but to me it's like it's the most perfect thing that that he could possibly say because everybody is thinking about the same goddamn thing. It's like, <laughs> God damn you, Cyclops. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? I love really the, what is wrong with you. The one line Wolverine has in the trailer is just to give Cyclops shit. <laughs> yep. Which is so good. Uh, like it's just Oh my god, like, I'm just, like, it, and I think it helps that there's, that the, um, whatchamacallit is there, that it's the, that it's literally the original voice cast, like, it's yeah. all of them, like, like, and, like, oh, to me, my X-Men, and I'm like, oh, you stupid and, son of a bitch. And we're going to deal with the death of a character in, in a way that, like, we don't really deal with anymore like no. in in this type of media like we've seen characters die I, we we kind of dealt with it with with tony, with tony and like mm -hmm. the in-game stuff and but like to to have it done in animation like we grew up in a world where optimus prime fucking died man like yep. You know, 100%. And, and that was like so much. So they changed uh, like it was so affecting that when the G.I. Joe movie was com coming out, uh, the animated G.I. Joe movie, they changed the fate of a character in that movie because they were like, oh, we can't kill people, y'all. Like these kids went apeshit when Optimus Prime died. Like, yeah, it, it, it fucked them up. <laughs> like, but, but, you know, it's like stakes and consequences and you learn like that's the thing yeah. that i hate so much is that you learn like i learned a little bit about grieving by learning that optimus prime was never going yeah. to come back i mean he you eventually know? did but you know he did <laughs> um, you it know. wasn't the same um no it wasn't the same it was but, the same like watching these characters deal with the death of professor x is going to be extremely interesting and, yes. uh, you know, and to use it to play into, like, Magneto takes over the school, which is <laughs> well, something yeah. that happened in the comics. Like, yep. I, I'm, I'm really, really excited 
for what this show could be. I mean, it could fall on its face, but True. it it looks it looks fun to me. Like, uh, well, you know, and it, well, it is. It, they get it, like right, like when they do that, it's like they understand the awkwardness along with the fun. Like it feels like yeah. this was more of a tone saying, "Guys, it's going to be okay. We know what we're doing with this." Because the moment that I knew I was okay with this, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm totally in the fucking bag for this one," is when he is when Magneto shows up and he has the last will and testament, yeah. and it's a fucking novel. Made from the 1800s, like, yeah, Magne- like, I'm like, fucking what? I'm yeah. like, are you? Oh, yeah, this is totally X Men, you know? Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> so excited. We're, we're, uh, like, quite literally almost a month away from, yeah. from watching this, and I'm very excited about it. Um, the, the other big, uh, Marvel related trailer we got. Uh, Deadpool 3, which is now officially titled Deadpool and Wolverine. Green, yep. Uh, we got a teaser, uh, in the first, like, uh, 20 minutes of the Super Bowl to, uh, to notify us that the trailer was officially online, and I immediately went to the, uh, website and watched the full two-and-a-half-minute trailer, and we don't have enough time to break it all down, but holy shit. What a trailer. It really is. Like, like they're really... um, I'm going to say this much. And we can talk about this later as we move forward uh, with this. Um, There is, like, there's so much going on in this. Beyond, like... Okay, so, like, the biggest choice I feel they did, which I loved, was they didn't show Wolverine. Yeah. Like, I love that. I love... Like, we already know. I mean, the movie is called Deadpool and Wolverine, right? But I like the fact that they took the TVA. Like, they, like they're like they integrating him in a way that I feel like it works, right? Like, like it, it's like, yeah, this is what you do with Deadpool, right? Like, like you give him the option to go third, like, you know, to, to uh, like, fourth wallet, right? To get, uh, like, to, like, come out of the come out of the screen and comment and do the Alfie thing, right? Like, that's what we know and love about him. But to give it that kind of context, man, I am super excited for this beyond just what we saw, but, like, the possibilities of everything else. Yeah. I I mean, it it opens on, uh, like, he's having a birthday party. We see a lot of characters at the party that died in the last movie um but we also know that wade stole cable's time travel to travel device and basically just went back and rescued everybody so um i i love the the wig which is just oh my god the wig plays (laughs) yeah so funny when the tva kidnaps him and like it falls off and i'm like oh that's great Oh my um, goodness, like so good. And you know that like the the best part about this is the reason why he got in trouble with the TVA is because of what he's done. Like the ramifications of it. It's just implied, right? Yeah. Like that's the reason why he's like like he is in that in that situation. 
um, which is also just another bit of brilliance, right? Like, um, and like, like Reynolds seems to be like, he has officially like, like he's got that, like, it's been so long since he's played this character. You can feel, you can feel the energy in him that you can feel the fuck. Thank God. I'm finally getting to play this character again. Like I've wanted to do this for a while now. And now, but even, but even bigger is that he gets to like, they waited and they got it in a bigger pool of like, no, pun totally, uh, like, you know, pun totally, like they got a bigger pool to play in because now they're playing in Disney. Like, and even like, uh, it is my favorite line. I know that it's like, it's such a, you know. The, the, when they, the, the little sticks that the TVA use, he's like, yes, are, are those for pegging? Because I got to tell you, I'm not new to pegging, though Disney definitely is. <laughs> is like I was just like, oh man, we are in for the Deadpool of it all. Like, um, and I can only imagine that that's just the the tip of the iceberg with this kind of stuff. It's it's the exact thing that you want from from a Deadpool trailer. Like, I mean, you him know, mucking around in a multiverse is just fascinating like in the trailer you can see like he shows up where wolverine died like he's that's the forest that wolverine died in like uh pyro is in this trailer and it's the kid from the first three x-men movies yes like that like of all of the like oh we're gonna bring back uh you know xyz rumors pyro was not in the the mix like we know Jennifer Garner is going to show up at some point and uh there's you know long standing rumor that Patrick Stewart will also show up again at some point. Yeah. Um uh there's so many rumors about who will be in this movie. He was never on the list because like who the fuck remembers Pyro from the first three X-Men movies, but that this kid was in all three of them. And, and like yep. to, to come back like this, it, it, it looks so fun and I just can't wait. I, I love the 20th century Fox logo in the background of that, that one yes. shot. And I'm just like, I, I can't wait to find out what the fuck is happening here. Like, I, no, I absolutely. I mean, like, like you have, like, you have Shatterstar, like, the other one is Shatterstar, right? Yeah. Like, which like, he was like, in the second one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he is also in, uh, like, he's also in Days of Future Past, right? Like, like, he, he plays the, um, he, he was in Days of Future Past, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was in that because he was a part of the, like, the X Men. It wasn't X Men, but X Men. The, the future. future. The future. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I haven't seen that movie in a while, so. Yeah, uh, and like, who's going to go and revisit that one? Unfortunately, even though it's got some great stuff in it, like yeah. you know, you just want to stay away from that piece of shit, like in anything he directed, like you know. Yeah. Um, but anywho, that's a side note. Um, yeah, like it's wild to think about like all of the stuff that they're going to do with this in like the best way possible, right? Yeah. Like, like. And it's the right direction that they do it. Like, I feel like getting Gardner as Electra is better than getting Affleck as as Daredevil. Because, 100%. like, though, 
wouldn't it be the shit if they got fucking Colin Farrell to come back as <laughs> yeah I, I bullseye mean, Farrell's <laughs> bullseye and and uh, Reynolds uh, Deadpool like even sharing the screen for five minutes would be fucking brain melting yeah it was so good um you know I like bullseye from the the television series like i I think that's more in line with what they were trying to do but the (laughs) colin farrell's bullseye in the daredevil film is so batshit insane that like it's just (laughs) i love it (laughs) um but uh yeah the the trailer i mean rightfully so like it's now the most watched trailer uh in history um so I, that you know <laughs> i feel like we have been on this train of the mcu is dead oh the mcu is back oh no yeah. the mcu is dead oh the mcu is back oh no the mcu is dead oh wait the mcu is back um <laughs> and so you know i i don't know i'm i'm taking the ride um oh definitely Oh, definitely. And, um, and I feel like they're not going to fuck this up. Like, we we have talked, and talked negatively a little bit this week, but we've talked negatively a lot about the MCU in the last year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and rightfully so. But, um, you know, it definitely feels like they're, they're on the right track again um, with, with all of these moves. And uh, I, I think as you and I were texting and you asked me, we were talking about the the Fantastic Four announcement. And you're like, why well, like mm-hmm. this? And I'm like, the only I think I said the only thing I can think of is like if you don't start the hype train yourself, mm-hmm. it it maybe keeps all of that shit at bay. Although X Men '97, like the creators are out there like answering questions and of course morph came up because morph is in the trailer so morph is yep you know and, and back they, again they, they <laughs> talked about how he's a non-binary character and of course that sparked some you know anti-woke whatever the fuck you want to go like uh, are, y'all are fucking stupid leave our shit alone he was always a non-binary character. Fucking right? always. Mystique <laughs> is a non-binary character. They're fluid. It's fucking the definition of what they are. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Like, literally, it's, like... It's, they're the most non-binary characters in the history of fucking non-binary characters. <laughs> and, and we... Like, we understood this. Like, we had these... Like, this is the thing that I find funny, is that they're having conversations about Magneto and Mystique from, from like, the... From the the first, like... The first, whatchamacallit, the first X-Men movies. We've been having those conversations for... Since the beginning. Like, we knew this. Like, we were like, oh, that's kind of a brilliant stroke. Like, having Magneto, who they made gay in the X-Men movies because like, you know, because Ian McKellen has said that, that his character is gay and 
matched him with a non-binary character who could be anything he wanted her to be or uh, them to be, they, them to be, right? And it's like, yeah, we've had this conversation before. Shut the fuck up. Like, we know about this. Like, like real fans don't care. Like, and if you're, if you're, if you're like, this is my litmus test for if you're a fan or not is if you're having this conversation and you're a 45 year old white man, shut the fuck up because this has always been the case. Morph is literally your, your quote mm. triggered by some terminology that, that yeah. they've come up with to better describe what is happening. Like, because like I said, like, these morph mystique wasn't really part of the conversation, but I bring her up because she has the exact same power set. These are two characters that literally are defined by being non-binary because they can transform into any human form, like Mm -hmm. male or female, like, like one identifies as female mystique one identifies or we would identify as female and Mm -hmm. uh the other uh we would identify as male but they are very much non-binary uh the x-men comics are actually experiencing something with mystique um uh very very briefly then we'll get into uh uh but anyway they rewrote nightcrawler's origin recently uh kind of retconned it it's been told several times, but the new definitive origin of Nightcrawler is that Mystique is his father. Oh. And okay. Destiny, Mystique's wife, is uh-huh. his mother. Mother. Okay. Like, but okay, so like, let's be honest. Like, we've, like, it just, it's just the swap, right? Like, we've known that she was, or they she were was, one of. Right. The parents. Yes. Yeah. The parents. And like it was never fully defined, right? Like we never got told, oh, okay. Well, well the thing this, is this Claremont much. wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And at at the time it was like, no, you cannot tell that story. Like that can and in his mind I'm sure in his mind it was more of like, yeah, but like that's fucked up, right? You know, like because you don't yeah. expect it. Like, you know, pull the wool of like, oh, him and Mystique are related. Like, there's all these allusions to it. And they're like, oh, she's his mother. Boom, boom, boom. Nope, she was his father. Um, Because, hey, douchebag, she can be a male, too. Um, Yes. And Claremont really, really wanted to do that just to fuck with people. Um, and, and just to mess with their heads and be, you know, uh, but it was constantly told no. And here we are now. And uh, the new creators were like, let's revisit that. And they're like, eh, we're going to do it anyway. Um, and so they did. They published it. And, of course, a lot of people are like, what the fuck is this? Um, but, I mean, I was just like, honestly, I wish it was a better told story. I didn't really like it. Um, I don't have a problem with <laughs> with the logistics of it. I just didn't really mm-hmm. think the story was that good. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, yeah, we won't, we don't have to get into more preachy preachy stuff. But yeah, like watching fucking people be like, oh, so you're just taking away more from like why's it got to be woke? And I'm like, oh my god, dude, 
like he was always able to transform into either a male or female character which would make him non-binary um yep but uh anyway uh so last bit of marvel stuff we both went and saw a movie this week not really connected to the mcu proper but uh madam webb premiered to much acclaim this week and buku's of money and no i think it made like two million dollars uh yeah (laughs) so we both went and saw madam webb and we could have really just taken the full two hours to talk about this movie but holy shit (laughs) what a fucking film i i want to pull up i want to pull up your text guys Uh this is what adam texted me after seeing this movie let's see uh i have so many i have as many questions as i do complaints as i do bafflements i said yeah it's insane he said it really is a superhero movie made by people that have never seen a superhero movie and possibly never seen a movie period (laughs) (laughs) which is the best description of this movie (laughs) like it really is like Okay, so like my okay, so like this is a movie at the end of it all decides that the needle drop that it wants to do is okay, and keep keep in mind that the movie we were told was set in the 1990s, but all of a sudden magically it's actually in 2003. The the song that they choose to end this movie is The Cranberry's Dreams for no fucking reason. Like other yeah. than maybe the song, the lines every possible way, um, like this is the kind of movie this is. This movie uses like Britney Spears "Toxic" for a flat action scene. Like, but you do you get it, Adam? It's because he's toxic. Yes, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you have three. I'm not you sure you're catching teenage- on to the subtlety of this movie, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I know. With all these girls, with like all these teenage girls dancing on top of the fucking. Oh my god, this fucking movie is terrible. Okay, like this is a movie that takes it, uh, like that takes the line with 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 great, great power. power comes great re- <laughs> great responsibility and makes it fucking dyslexic when like when they you, it. <laughs> fucking yoda eyes it uh when when you accept great responsibility then you will be bestowed great power or some dumb shit like that and i'm like some fucking inversed bullshit how are you like, gonna steal uncle ben's line yes and then okay so like you not only have uncle ben but you have adam scott so deserves like, so much better <laughs> oh my god like, like there's just so many goddamn questions, but it's also like it's. So here's my favorite part is that, uh, like, Emma Roberts shows up pregnant when she really was pregnant during the production of this, as Peter's mother, right? And then yeah. we we don't know who Peter's dad is, and like so, like my question about this all is like, is this the? Are you trying to make this the Tom Holland universe or are you trying to make this the Andrew Garfield universe? See, like which one is it? Originally it felt like like all of this like Morbius 2 
also like it felt like they were aiming for the Andrew Garfield stuff, like possibly yes. restarting that universe and having these characters exist in that universe. Well, mm-hmm. we thought the movie was going to be set in the 90s and that she was going to be a 20 something year old. And then, yeah, then they changed that. So if <laughs> if the kids being born in the, the early 2000s, it's Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Yeah. And well, and the best part is, is that I think that they realized Dakota Johnson can be a lot of things, but an early, like in her early, in her early 20s, 20s is not one. Yeah, it's not one, yeah, of, it's not one of them because they actually, not when you have early to mid 20 year olds. Playing, playing teenagers 16 year olds <laughs> yeah like, with the exception of well no even isabella merced it is in her 20s now um like like early 20s but it's like i'm like i <sighs> there's just so this movie so much is about so much like, <laughs> oh my jesus christ we, like we 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 were all uh, forget uh, of all the things we were told this movie was going to be a superhero movie was one of them. Yes. And it has been pushed as a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, it's it's a superhero movie in the basis sense of the word that there's some people with superpowers. The yes. only person actually in a costume in this movie is the fucking bad guy. And exactly, like, we in, get teased in, in, with those other costumes. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's her name? Never wears a fucking costume, even it's though there was promo. No, I'm talking about Madam Web. Oh, there yeah, was no, promo I, material of her yes. in that fucking like red and silver costume, right? Oh, that's right. Yes, there was. What the fuck happened? And then at the end of the movie. She's paralyzed and blind. Yeah, like okay, so like I'm and like, somehow okay, so more Barbara obnoxious because of it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like like all the lines I've seen you, I can still see. Like so, <laughs> okay, so let's just go to the to to the baseline. Like okay, so like I'm gonna try to describe what this movie is about. This is about Cassandra Webb, whose Did mother you say Webb. Yeah, Webb. Oh my goodness. So, one of the worst lines in the movie. The head yeah. turn. Did you say Webb? <laughs> like, oh what? <laughs> uh, um, so, like, sorry, I interrupted. This is about, no, no, it's okay. This is about Cassandra Webb's mother, who's in the Amazon looking for the spitterman of, of, of the Terry Amazon. Bechet, who I did not know was oh in this fucking movie. Yes. With a horrible, horrible, horrible accent. And, like, can we just stop for a moment and say how insulting this is for, like, people in Central America, like, having them oh my God. dress like low budget Spiderman from the 70s in porn parodies? Like, that's literally what it looks like. Yeah. Because, like, they're literally in red. Like, guys, these, these indigenous people of the Amazon. Are in red paint, naked, with webbing around to emulate Spider-Man. So it looks like they're kind of Spider-Man, but it's literally porn parody, racist like caricatures. Like I, I'm not shitting you guys. Like, like literally, this is about 
but, Cassandra Webb trying what? to stop. Like, oh, but I don't have any neurodivergent uh, like uh, diseases. What? Why did you come up with this line? Like, oh, like, <laughs> so literally it's Morbius, but for women, right? Oh, so like, yeah. basically, oh, go ahead. Un- unsurprisingly, this movie was written by the same people that wrote Morbius. Not surprisingly at all in any way, shape, or form. Like, th- like this is. This what is if we take that script and we yes. just change it? <laughs> Literally, that's what they did. Just a little like, bit. Like, okay, so like, he, here's instead of thing, bats, like, it's spiders. <laughs> exactly, and like, literally, Dakota John. I'm not even going to call them their characters' names. I'm just going to call them by their actors' names yeah. because they, there's no characters. So, Dakota Johnson's mother, not played by Melanie Griffith, which should have totally been a thing, oh, um, yeah. at least to make it funny. Um, or funny is in search of the Amazon in the Amazon because she found out her 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 child is going to be come uh, is going to be birthed with a deformity or some kind of issue that's going to to basically yeah some like, kind of medical issue and she's not going to yeah. live past like fourteen or something like that um, exactly something we don't find out until much later so yes like but, you yeah you can just doesn't make scene. any sense. <laughs> Yeah, in the in the jungle, and she finds she finds this rare spider that's supposed to give powers. Um, peptides. It has peptides. Yes, it has peptides. I'm sorry. <laughs> they couldn't. It's they, the they, peptides, they, Adam. Yes, I've never seen uh, a mid. How oh, many sorry, fucking Amida, times can we say peptides in this movie? <laughs> oh my goodness. So as soon as they find the spider, the villain of the piece, who's literally twirling his his mustache, his mustachio, as she finds the spider, shoots her in the belly and runs away with the spider. And then the spiderman of of the Amazon. Like fucking Judge Doom and Frank Roger Rabbit. (laughs) Seriously, Zaz shows up to ruin the movie. and bites this pregnant belly. She dies, which I don't know how she dies if it's supposed to have healing powers, but the baby is birthed. Well, because the they baby say, gets all the healing powers. She didn't uh, get any I of see. it. Like, and then subtext, Adam. Subtext. You, you got to <laughs> read between the lines, man. They can't just oh draw you God. a map. <laughs> no, they can't. Because, you know, a map would be some a character in that, in that pool saying, this woman will come back to us and we will teach her the way. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, oh. So, cut to like 30 years later in 2003 and Cassandra Webb. the world's Webb, most man. dangerous ambulance driver. <laughs> my god oh i fucking um, love this movie man (laughs) fucking hell well like my favorite part is is that i'm fairly certain like okay so like fucking like okay so cassandra webb is quite possibly the worst fucking human being in the world do you do you know why ambulances drive slow even like especially when they're transporting somebody to the hospital because it's really difficult to keep somebody stable in the back of a fucking ambulance when the guy, person, female, whatever, driving it is driving it like they're in a fucking street race. 
Yes. Like they're That's... in the Fast and the Furious. Did well, Dakota Johnson you don't not drive know? ambulances? The guy, the guy in the back definitely fucking died. <laughs> like, so every choice that her and is it CJ Stroud that is the director makes for this character is wild. Like, and it just proves to me that her interviews where she's like, uh, they're like, name the three Tom, uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. And she goes, you know, Spider-Man, he doesn't have a home. Uh, Spider-Man and the Goblet of Fire. Like, she truly doesn't have a fucking clue about any of this stuff. Nor does Sony care to clue her in. Because they're just trying to con her into making a fucking movie like they've done with every other actor like have you heard about what they how they got adam adam scott um like no it's sj clarkson is the the director um who who directed some of the defenders on netflix which was yeah not great so no no, uh, what's the the i i know that basically they tricked a bunch of people with he's one of the ones that they tricked with scripts that were not uh, and mm-hmm. and and like the idea that it it's part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. That was his whole thing, and that was Dakota Johnson's thing, was that she thought she was being a part of the MCU. That's why she's been so kind of like weird and like self sabotagey with this with the, the the press tour because she's trying to guarantee that she doesn't get like they don't pull her into other movies. And clusterfuck her into like she, bullshit um, because she, she fired was, her agent. Yep, she fired her agent over this. That's how bad this movie is, guys. Like, like I like this makes this at least Morbius is somewhat entertaining in a weird car crashy sort of way. I, um, this, I, I, I'm I'm I've I've heard that argument, and I, I know I cut you off, but yeah, no, I no, no. Dis, I disagree. I think really? this is a better movie than Morbius. Morbius okay. makes sense. Like, it's still not a great film, but the plot of Morbius more or less makes sense. This plot makes no fucking sense, but for me, that makes it a bad... I have way more fun with this than okay. I do with Morbius. I, you know... um, Maybe you're right. Like, I don't know. Like, okay, so I'm so distracted by stupidity in this movie. It's hard for me to, like, I literally sat there, like, what the fuck is happening? What? CPO. I wonder what's going to happen now when, like, the girls are teaching. Let me teach you three girls CPR in this hotel room because you might need to know it someday. Like, yeah. (sighs) Oh, my God. Um, uh, and, and also, like, it takes a lot more than that, but it's whatever. Um, yeah, she steals a fucking cab, takes the plates off of it, then goes to the Amazon for two weeks and comes back and just gets back in a stolen cab. The stolen cab yeah. was just parked in an airport for two weeks, and no, nobody was like. Air- 
Yeah, nobody was like, hello. Well, look, yeah. my favorite part is how she takes the, like, she doesn't, like, this film doesn't even do the whole let's replace the license plate. She, she finds a random off. Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, it's like in 2003 in New York that there's, like, you know, there's random, like, Jimmy sticks just hanging around, like, in post-9-11 New York. Like, this is literally I mean, two years after 9-11. Yeah. Like, and... Like, there's just metal sheets just hanging around that you just pull off this shit, right? Like, you pull off the, you pull off the, like, you pull off the license plate, and magically, no one's going to notice that a cab that's beaten to shit has no license plate in a post-9-11 era. Guys, if you never, if you didn't live in post-9-11 era, you do not know how paranoid every white person was of cabs. Dude, and a, a cab of with no plates on it, definitely, like, y- you're getting pulled over, man. There's no way you're driving around for a week with a, in a cab with no fucking plates on it. it no. it's, it's, <laughs> it's asinine. Um, no. Samuel L. Jackson and Colin Farrell from SWAT are going to come out and murder you. Murder, death, kill you. Like that's literally what, it, like, that's what literally what 2003 was. If you, if you look suspicious, and you had no plates, guess what? You were probably getting blown up or getting put in Gitmo for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. Goes to the Amazon for two weeks where she apparently learns nothing. nothing. I mean, she she learns that she had a disease and she spent all these years hating her mom. And her mom's really the reason she's still alive. And so it's, it's again, subtext, Adam. It's about forgiving your parents for the past and letting go of things. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, yeah, and then, you know, and then finding more orphans it, and taking them in. It's, it's and making them into spider people. It's eat, pray, love condensed down to like five minutes, man. Like, yeah. it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the finale that's oddly set in like that's no, oddly uh, a reference hold, to fucking Highlander. Hold on. I, I okay. we have to talk about Ezekiel. Oh okay. man. To hear oh, Raheem, man. I gotta imagine another person they tricked into being in this movie. And also like I I don't know. I I haven't seen him. I've seen a prophet. I haven't seen him. Yes. In anything where he's just speaking English. But he must not speak English that well because they fucking dubbed every single line, line of dialogue that he has. Okay. So, okay. So, like, let's go back two seconds and I'm going to tell you something. Like, I think that you know this. But not a lot of people know this. Like, okay, so part of the reason why I'm very upset is because to hear uh, Tahar Rahim is in one of probably what I consider probably one of the best films, not just made in the 2000s, in the new millennium, but probably ever made in A Prophet. A Prophet is like, and his work in this movie is, if you've, if you like The Godfather, and if you like Shawshank Redemption, if you thought, you know what, I like peanut butter with my chocolate, that's a prophet. A prophet is literally 
Godfather by like set in Shawshank Redemption. This fucking movie is amazing. It's a two and a half hour like journey into a world you have no idea about. But after you get out of it, you're just like, holy shit, what did I just see? This man is the lead in this movie. And to have him go from that to this 20 years, like 15 years later, man. He was man. Napoleon. Come on, man. Where he probably didn't get fucking dubbed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I I refuse understand. to believe that this man doesn't speak English well enough. Like, no, and absolutely d- not. Did he do? Is that him doing his own dubbing? I don't think so. It doesn't sound like him. It really doesn't. Like, it doesn't sound like like I watch a prophet once a year at least. At least because it's that kind of kind of movie for me. Like it's like you know I want to see something great. Let's go ahead. There's a, like a roster of movies that I can go to and watch great movies. Um, I don't think that it's his voice. Like so, and if it is, but, it makes even less sense. And yes. then then I really want to know. It's it, like so. Uh, I was I was listening to some some folks talk about it on a podcast and. They were talking about, like, was the dubbing because the lines that were originally there were for this different version of the Version movie? of the film? Possibly. That could very well possibly be. Because there are moments, very clearly, that you see his mouth moving and it looks like you're in an Italian western. Yeah. It's like that babble, that babble speak. That you go, what? And the, the, the only the only reason you see that it must be because they didn't have an alternate take to cut to. Because yep. if it's not bad like that, every other line of dialogue he has, the camera is on someone else while he's talking. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred and fifty percent. I mean, I um I, from the first moment he opened well, maybe not the, the Amazon stuff. That was more or less okay but i don't think i was paying that close attention to him at that point like i knew Mm -hmm. who he was i was like oh that's ezekiel but by the time we get to hey i'm sleeping with the head of the nsa which uh, uh, let's talk about that for a second okay oh my god his big fucking plan to try so he's having these dreams that are visions of the future of him being killed by three women the three spider women and he he's trying to track them down and kill them before they can kill him. Okay, I I'm with you there. Like I'm I'm like oh okay okay. So basically in my my version of the script that I'm building in my head, I'm like oh this guy's gonna wind up creating his own problem because he's gonna track these girls down. Then they're gonna that's gonna create the 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 domino effect of them getting these powers. And then having to kill him. That never fucking happens. Never happens. They don't kill him in costume. Like, it's baffling. Like, and that's just jumping to the end where he does die. Which, you know, it's fucking insane that the, the, the thing responsible for killing him is Pepsi Cola. That's fucking insane. Um, oh my god! I'm telling so you, my favorite that, part is like somebody said, "Madam Web," sponsored by Pepsi Cola. 
coming to a theater near you. Yeah, it, like it, really? I I I get. I'm a hundred percent on board with. Like, I was texting with Spencer. He's like, Madam mm-hmm. Web doesn't even sound like the kind of like bad movie that I would have fun with. I was like, I don't know, man, because I haven't stopped thinking about this movie for two days, and I'm kind of giddy at how fucking stupid it is. Like, it like it's just incompetence on a level that I'm like. You had to be trying to make a movie this bad. It, it like it feels like you had to try to do that. But it like doesn't like yeah, like it feels like the hand of David Zasiloff is involved in this movie. Like I know that sounds weird, but I mean it's the it, only way no, that I No, you're can... not wrong. Um <laughs> it, it does feel like the kind of thing that he would fuck up. Um but like the, going back to the like so he seduces and sleeps with the head the head of the NSA and then it's to get there like cuz it's early 2000s so yep. right after 911 like a couple of years after so that's when we get heavy into like facial recognition technology and the NSA is has a lot of that like it's so convoluted to get to the point where he has it like first of all he kills this lady steals her password logs into their mainframe or whatever and it starts watching you know, pulling facial recognition like she's dead she didn't come back to work on monday like you don't yeah they're gonna change her shit what the fuck are y'all smoking i i was like like this is real real easy he's a tech bro fucking billionaire because he he's he's got this longevity thing going on and so like when he started having these dreams he put all of his money because clearly the motherfucker has money he lives in a high-rise in new york city um yes so he put all his money into this tech to i try to identify these girls that that that's how long did it take me to say that a a minute 45 seconds we spent five fucking minutes of the movie maybe 10 like explaining away like how he has this facial recognition stuff for no fucking reason none so no reason (laughs) And you would think that he would have a group of dedicated people, like four or five, one, or maybe just takes one. Or 50. Just takes one woman. One woman. Just maybe. one person. One <laughs> Zosa Mamet, who, like, like is like like in every everybody else that shows up in this film, fucking yeah. completely and utterly underutilized. I mean, like, again, I'm going to point to subtext. What they're saying here is it takes one good woman to do the job that it would take 20 mediocre men to do. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Sorry, that's Absolutely. a little misogynistic, but I'm like I I'm having so much fun with this movie. Like I I cannot tell you. And every every bad thing that everybody's saying is so fucking true, but I like I'm I'm just baffled at like every single decision what the fuck is my gaps doing in this movie to get murdered death killed by a fucking by a fucking 
um, by a dumpster truck. The truck doesn't even hit him. Like, I understand he would hard. have injuries. It doesn't hit him that hard. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, like this shit just, like, you're in a fucking, like, tank. And you get hit yes. by another tank. You're going to be shaken up. And it's in the door, T-bone more or less. So, yeah, you might have a broken arm or something, but I feel like the impact of that was not very good. Also, it's because they were down at the docks rescuing people at the the fireworks wholesaler. I, I don't, what the yeah. fuck was that? Well, <laughs> it's I, also I mean, an old Pepsi couple... Cola factory? What the fuck? <laughs> what is like happening? Like I said, they literally, like, CJ Clark literally said, you know what I really want to do? I really want to remake the Highlander finale with the Kurgan and the Highlander um, at the top of this Pepsi Cola building as they, like, as sparks fly and they fight, but not with swords, with their spider abilities. Um, I, I'm just, like, I'm mystified by all, like, this is a movie that when you go to someplace, just realize you're going to go back to that place and it's probably going to be in the finale. Um, and it's like, it's such an obvious movie. It's and, so funny. All right. Like, and what, what's ridiculous is like, there's so much at the beginning of this movie that, that isn't great, but it's only not great in hindsight. Like as it's going, like up until like the subway scene, I'm like, this feels like a like a like a eighties movie like or nineties movie. Yeah. Like those bad like video rental. Only bad in like they they just didn't have the money or the the right actors or a good enough script. But it's watchable. Like I'm I'm okay. I'm following all of this. Up until she kidnaps the girls. Like I'm kind of with it. Like it's yeah. stupid, but I'm with it. And then when she kidnaps the girls, like everything just goes off the fucking rails. Like you steal a cab, like, and then you're riding around in the cab. You take these three girls to the middle of the fucking woods. What? What? Not to a hotel, not to, to the middle of the woods. And you're like, just wait here for a few hours. I'll be back. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? What? You can't just dump three girls in the middle of the woods and be like, I'll be back in a few hours. What the fuck? Well, okay, so, and then, okay, so, like, this is my best part. This is the part where I knew I was like, what? Like, I kept on going back to this in my head, was they leave the fire burning. When the girls decide to leave, they don't, <laughs> yeah, the they don't put out the they fire. They the fire. Like, I, I think like, just wait, fucking, wait, wait, wait. but this is, you know, it's a good thing they're not in California. <laughs> like, the yeah, fucking state like, would have burned down. <laughs> the fucking entire, well, the entirety of New York should have fucking burnt down. And then she comes back and magically it's just out, right? And then she's oh. like, where are these girls? You dumb shit. You know exactly where the fuck these girls are. Also, like, I've been to New York. I know I haven't been all over New York, but like, yeah. I feel like she had to drive pretty far out of New York mm -hmm. to get to a place like that. So yeah. like, again, you just take them out to the woods. Like you, you couldn't have left them somewhere that, that like maybe they wouldn't die 
by bear attack or, or you know, or just by sheer stupidity because they're fucking city people. You can't just yep. drop them off in the middle of nowhere and just be like, I'll be back in a few hours. So, and, and then, you know, she, <laughs> a, a good portion of this movie is just about how much she crashes into shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, uh, or, or, or she hits this motherfucker with a car twice. <laughs> like, th- and that's her plan, right? Like, <sighs> like, like twice, not once, but twice, right? But it's not There's just four the first people time she that own crashes. that diner, man. I mean, um, she could have killed like when she people. Comes, like, my favorite part, okay, like the other part is, is that she goes back to the diner at a certain point, like not too late. And, and then has this no like forced there. vision. Yeah. They're, they're, yes. no, yeah. It's just the, the tape and like, yeah, there's nobody there. And then has this like uh forced vision talk with the, the bad guy with Ezekiel that yeah. like that they then reference later. And it doesn't make any sense because that whole conversation is happening in her head and like some weird future that she's foreseeing that won't ever come to pass. Her powers are so undefined in this movie that like, I, I'm, I don't fucking get it. Like, like she can change the future. Uh, I, I, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into all that. It, it's fucking bizarre. And then you have these three girls. Mm-hmm. Two of which are somewhat believable as high school girls. One of which is clearly um, some uh, lecherous fucking dude in an office going like, what if we put Sydney Sweeney in a Catholic school girl's outfit and oh put glasses God, yes. on her I... and then like make her act like she's like bookish. And like she... She might actually be the worst part of the movie. Yep. She might be, and it's not her fault. Like No, no, like, no, no. no. Me, not anything on her. No, absolutely not. Like, like this is all on the people that casted her when she re- okay, so honest talk, like how the fuck do they 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 screw up the bag if they get Sydney Sweeney? Why aren't they casting her in as uh as black cat? For Tom Holland, I don't know, man. Like, like that isn't that the play? Like, why are you wasting her? Like, if you like, obviously Sony is in the Sydney Sweeney business, right? Because they they had her in Anything But You, which is a surprising box office success um, over the holiday season, right? Um, I feel like it's a little bit more towards probably Glenn Powell's like like rise and ascendancy to superstardom um but let's not talk about that that's something completely different but it's like like obviously the only reason why you casted her is because you watched certain specific scenes from euphoria and thought yeah oh yeah we gotta we gotta get her yeah yeah and And, and it's it's all so and okay so i'll 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 be that dude for a minute if you're going to put her in the mm-hmm. the the spider woman the black and white spider woman mm-hmm. outfit 
okay. But it's like they figured out they couldn't do the costume, which I don't know. To me, the parts of the costumes we see look fine. I was I was excited for that. I was like, oh, we're yeah. doing comic a- accurate fucking costumes. I'm so in for this. Like, I can't wait to see how it looks. But it's almost like, like at some point, did they not play right? Like, did it, if the more you showed them, the worse it was? Because you don't get that. So it's like, instead, they're like, well, we can't put her in the costume. So let's make her dress like a Catholic schoolgirl. That's sexy, right? Like, what the fuck are we doing here, guys? (laughs) It's really completely and utterly baffling. I'm just, just throwing it out there. That all of these fucking, like, the decisions are not made. Like I said, like, like I really questioned, at a certain point, I questioned everything about this fucking movie. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah. like, what? Where? Like, how? What? Like, who the fuck? Like, like, like is this a movie? Like, like, I honestly say, like, I'm not joking when I said, is this a movie made by people who know how to make a movie? Because they obviously don't. Nothing that's quote connected really connects. Like it's all so haphazard and yep. fucking weird. And then like the constant teases of like Adam Scott is Ben Parker. Like, okay, we got it. And then like, oh, I met, he's like, I met somebody new. And she's like, yeah. oh, w- what's this one's name? And he's like, oh, can't say the name because why i don't fucking know like well uh, like was there a scene where they cat like where they put marissa tomei and digitally de-aged her and it looked terrible and that's I mean, the reason maybe. why they didn't show up um uh, and, mean, and then you have the baby shower that that she's invited to for some fucking reason i guess because maybe her and ben used to date like mm-hmm. i i don't know um, and we find out Ben's sister, Mary, is pregnant. And, oh, what's the baby's name going to be? Oh, we're going to reveal it at the baby shower, except a balloon's no. going to pop, and you're not going to hear the name. And, like, okay, that that's fine. So, when Peter's parents died, their names are Richard... And Mary Parker. Yeah. Did she marry her cousin? (laughs) Right? Right? Because if Ben is her sister, and his last name is, or or she's Ben's sister, and his last name is Parker, that means her fucking last name is not Parker. Nope. It's something else. So, you couldn't even think that through? I like I literally do not know like I guarantee like this is all very mystifying like every distinct okay so like this is like this is like the JFK assassination the more you read into it the more questions you have or the Zodiac killer this is the Zodiac killer of the Spider-Man universe right (laughs) the more you ask questions the more it becomes very obvious that there is no answer to those questions or it just leads to more questions um I mean like I, I like, yeah. and like, there's no like I have. Like, going going back to the the girls for, yeah. for another minute, I think the other two girls do 
a really solid job. But they're really just playing bratty teenage characters. And it works. But, like, they're not given anything else to do. Nothing else to do. Well, and then it's like, okay, so Isabella Merced, as we all are very much aware, is a great talent and she is just waiting for something else to come along, right? And uh, probably this summer is going to be the thing that, like, you know, reassess reassesses her because i mean i haven't seen her in anything um since like uh you know um um what is it oh god like this fucking movie has got me so fucking like twisted well, she was in dora the explorer explorer which is yeah. really fucking good like it's actually yes. a solid movie no it is it very much so is and like um she just recently was in Migration as a voice. Um, uh, the Dora the Explorer is pretty fucking uh, freaking hilarious. Um, if you've ever if you've ever watched it, it's it's not what you think. Uh, she was also in um, uh, the sequel to Sicario. Uh, she's also a good. She has a good role in that. Uh, she's in the uh transformers we're gonna justify uh, kitty yeah Yeah. we're gonna justify pedophilia with uh grooming and bullshit like that anyway so um but she she is a very like she is like she is very talented right like she's very talented and you can see that as well as i can't think of the other one uh the other the other young actress's name they're both very Um, good celeste o'connor yes but okay if you talk about your fucking skateboard who was in time, um, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is not, I know a movie not everybody liked, but yep. like it, it, I thought it was fine. And I think she's fine. She was also in that freaky movie, which I never got to see. So it's very good. Like it's a, like you know it's it's a body swap movie. So she, like you know she's in a good person, which was the Zach Braff movie from last year, and I, I still haven't watched that either. Yes, I haven't watched it either as well. Um, but they're talented, but I mean, come on, like their character is skateboard and uh, <laughs> immigration. Is it, it, yeah, is Isabella Merced like is she checked like I know this was made a while back, but like yeah. Press comes around for this because it got pushed, blah, 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 blah. And we're, we're post strikes. And she checks out of this because she's like, oh, I don't have to worry about this shit because I'm on the James Gunn train. <laughs> yes, she literally does. Like, I mean, you know, um, I, like, you know, which good for him. OK, so, OK, I have a really big question. Do you, what do you think that Kevin thought about this movie when he saw it? Because, I mean, of course, he gets to see these I association he, movies. I hope he calls the people at Sony and is just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, <laughs> you're making me look good. I appreciate yeah. that. Because, like, again, and I, it sounds weird to say... I think I have more fun in this movie than I did with the Marvels, but I'm having more fun because I get to fucking eviscerate this. Yeah. Like, just at every single turn and laugh at how stupid it is. <clears throat> the Marvels, I I get to enjoy and then kind of, like, 
sadly talk about how like the missteps and this part could have been better and like i wish they'd done more here um because there is the framework of a truly truly great movie there and it's just a okay to good movie um but (laughs) like this makes when we're talking about the competency of filmmaking this makes the eternals look great it makes like, it look just like from Kubrick. yeah from from the the like we made a competent movie that more or less you can follow plot wise yes like and it oh, go ahead it it makes the eternals like you said look like kubrick like it's fucking insane it really is like, and I often wonder, I'm pretty sure I know what, what, what Kevin said to them, which is we're never going, like we, we're going, like he watched this movie and he picked up the phone and he goes, yeah, guys, guess what? We're going to do everything in our power to bring Spider-Man back. If it means that I have to buy Sony and then dismantle it, a la Zaz, I'm going to do that. Like, I feel like after this one, it was enough for him. Like, yeah. like literally went and gone. They and keep to Disney and go. trying to Tom Holland, like, like, nope, we make the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. And it's like, no, you clearly don't because you don't know how to make a fucking superhero movie. <laughs> yep. You don't. You don't even know how to make a competent movie. Like, that's the thing that's wild to me is that this movie is not competent in any way, shape, or form. Is it entertaining? Yes. In a WTF, like, like participation badge matters at Sony kind of way, yes. Like, does this probably help Tom, uh, Tom Hardy in his in his like weird ascension as like the man of Sony superhero movies? Yes, absolutely. Um, this is pro- this probably got like this probably got Hardy and uh, Marcel, his writer director and his co conspirator with the. With the shits, the, with the with the truly delusion, the deranged Venom movies, like extra budget, extra like leave us the fuck alone because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But like to be quite honest, this like this is the same team that produced Craven, guys. So if you think that Craven's going to be anything <laughs> other than a shit stain, <laughs> uh, Adam, I, I, Adam, I, I have a prediction. Yes. And it's probably already given away in the trailer. Honestly, at this point, it's been over a year since I saw the trailer. I don't remember what it was. But I predict that Craven is going to get some undefined superpowers because he or someone he's related to spent time <laughs> in the jungle. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that you are so right. Um at least okay so for like let's be honest like craven i'm not going to see for craven the r rating i'm only going to see it for the madman that tries to ruin movies and does a pretty good job at it and is in his accent phase um one russell crowe like russell crowe in his beefiest stockiest i'm going to imitate steven seagal in my later era and be in action movies. <laughs> um, like, I'm there for that. Because you know that they just, like, he's got a weird accent. He's probably going to ruin the movie in any way that he can. But he's going to ruin it in the best way possible. It's the only reason why I'm going to see Craven. Because I mean, everything else is a stain 
a stain. J.C. Chandor, though, man. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen, right? Like, I <laughs> is really Sony's love... secret? Like, uh, here's the two things we need for these movies. Like, we need them to go to the jungle slash Amazon and somehow get animalistic superpowers, and we need a director with uh, just abbreviated letters in their name. This is what we need to make these movies. <laughs> oh my! You have those two dude. things. Here's a hundred million dollars. Go make a Spider-Man spinoff. Sure. Like, uh, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Logan, we we. Look, I need to change my name to A.W. Coulter, and we will get we will get the Rhino, uh, the sad bastard Rhino movie starring um, Paul Giamatti. Starring we got to bring Paul Giamatti yes. back. <laughs> yes, but. Basically, make the holdovers part two with the rhino. Except he's the rhino. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm in. I'm all in. I think we could do it for forty million dollars. Yes, and 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 thirty nine of it will go to Paul Giamatti. Yep. Yep. And then the one. <laughs> and we will we'll bring back. We're not going to do the. We're not going to do the big like electro rhino suit. We're just going to get him a rubber rhino suit. Exactly. No, no, no. Like he's a like furry. Uh, he's a furry. It's going to be a furry yeah, yeah. version of the rhino. It will be the rhino a la Ross dressed as the armadillo in Friends. Holy that version shit. of the yes. rhino. <laughs> yes, that one. That one. And I guarantee you, we will make more money and more sense than than Madam Web. And hell. You know, maybe we can, for a couple of extra million dollars, have people show up randomly from these badass, these bad, terrible movies. Like, have, like, have Morbius show up and just like have him go and then just like have him like splay out and go, I'm Jesus. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. I, I, like, for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and then have Giamatti, literally have Giamatti sit there baffled the entire time. Like, have him look like a, that weird look that he gives when he's baffled and yep. angry. Yep. That's it. And we just go, Paul, just keep on doing it. You got your 39 mil. <laughs> we just want to hang out with you, bro, and make a weird-ass movie, right? Like, um, <laughs> or it is either The Holdovers or it's a sequel to Safe Men, one of my favorite indie movies of all time. Have you seen Safe Men? No, I need to. I, okay. So I, I just had this thought about what if it's just Paul Giamatti in – this like furry rhino outfit, like I said, a la Ross and Friends as the armadillo. <laughs> yes. And it's just like a day in the life of, which is kind of the holdovers. So yeah. it's like him just sad sacking it around the city. Like, and he just keeps getting kicked out of places because he's in this big fucking costume <laughs> and he keeps just like knocking shit over, you know? Oh Yes. And it's just like, I just, I like, I can't catch a fucking break. And then, like, he just loses it at the end and, like, destroys a bar or something. And then Spider-Man shows up and beats the shit out of him. And then that's the movie. Yes. Like, well, okay, so it cuts to, like, we, okay, it has to be the ending of Spider-Man 1. Where they just or the Amazing Spider-Man one, oh, where yes, Garfield, yes, yes. It, but we CGI, we recontextualize it, we DCGI it, and just put Giamatti in his in his fluffy rhino outfit yes. as 
because Garfield comes to beat the shit out of it. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Like it is the, the the prequel into that scene. Yes, hundred percent. Oh my goodness, I I cannot <laughs> wait for this fucking movie. I want this movie. Why can't we have this movie, Sony? If you're smart, if you're smart, you will you will absolutely do this with us because it will make more money. Than your stupid ass movie, whatever that movie is, uh, whatever movie that you've you've created, which yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I this this has me a little excited for Craven, and I, I, only in the sense of like, how bad can these get? Like, how bad can they get? Like, this plot wise, this movie's incoherent. Like, yeah. I, honestly, I know this is detrimental to the superhero genre. I am in for them getting less fucking coherent. Like, and and, and you know what? It, it might be detrimental right now, but eventually Sony will just be like, I guess we just don't know what we're doing. We cannot keep, like, how long can they keep sinking money into shit like this to not turn a profit? And... Maybe just give up altogether and just be like, I don't know, y'all make the Spider-Man movies. Just cut us in for like thirty percent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's that's it's literally what you want done, right? Like that's what I want done at least. Like, like just give me, Jesus Christ, just give me, give. I've never seen with the like no. I, I can't think of a, a, a more like, okay, you know what? Warner Brothers, even in Warner Brothers in the 90s, the late 90s, like there was some coherency to to the Batman movies and what they were doing. Like it, like the, the moves that they were making kind of made sense in a, in, in a Warner Brothers 1990s sort of way. This makes no sense whatsoever. Why did you think it was a good idea to make a low budget superhero movie with no superhero costumes with Spider-Man as your kind of adjacent, but you don't ever use any of the Spider-Man IP because probably Kevin told you you couldn't do it or else you don't get this, the fifth, the fourth Spider-Man movie. Like, and, yeah, and instead they just keep alluding to things. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, I'm truly baffled by, by it all. Like, yes, I am. I'm very baffled. But also I'm like, you guys know that you're, like, the whole point is to make money off of these fucking things where did the where like where in all of your things did you think that this was going to make money like anywhere like i don't under every turn i'm like okay well there's there's it's, like it's why they of- sold this on a different it's why they sold everybody on a different movie yeah like they had to. and, and uh, you know uh, nobody's bit except the actors and uh, you know unfortunately they signed the contract so yep. like I, I it's you know, it's fuck. It's it's insane. Like yeah. I, you know, I could spend like we could have just talked about Madam Web for two hours because mm-hmm. that's how like much I want to dig into like this choice, that choice, this other choice, like and how none of it connects and the stupidity of like all the different things and. You know, like, uh, like Ben driving his sister to the hospital because she's having a baby. First of all, motherfucker, you're a paramedic. You can keep her stable and even deliver the baby if you have to 
while the ambulance is on its way. Like, there, there, there's no reason to put her in the car to try to take her to the hospital. And then, then you like, okay, girls, come on, let's go. Like, well, why are they going with you? Because, like, they're the ones being hunted. Like, tell them to go fucking, like, tell them to get in the car and leave. Or, or, or mm-hmm. tell them to go somewhere else. Or, like, go hang out upstairs. Or, or like, anything. Like, it, it's just so fucking baffling. So, um, anyway, I, I know we've gone a little over. I, I'm glad you got to go see it so that we could just get into it. And, and talk about how fucking ridiculous it is. Um, I, but I'm telling you, it's weird how fun, like, my... I'm having so much fun just being shitty about this movie. I feel bad for everybody involved in the movie. I really don't, especially the actors. I generally like almost all of those people. Like... Uh, even Dakota Johnson to a degree. I, I don't yeah. think I've seen much where I'm like, she's really great, but I didn't watch those fucking, uh, the, you know, pseudo porn movies. Um, <laughs> uh, um uh, nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Twi- but, Twilight, Twilight fanfic about whips. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, she seems okay in uh, the few things I've seen outside of that. So I generally feel bad for all of the people involved in the movie. Like, I don't feel bad for the script writers or the director because like, or anybody on the studio level, because I feel like they knew that it was bad and like mm-hmm. m- maybe the director, like maybe maybe she tried to make the best of a bad situation, but also they sold a bunch of people in a movie that was never there to begin with. Yeah, um, never. So I, it's hard for me to feel bad for those people, uh, the 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 people that are wrote the script. Fuck, that, like come up with a better idea, man. Like stop stop rehashing the same shit. Um, so no, I I don't really feel bad for them. Um, uh, I feel bad for anybody who went on a valentine's date to go see this movie um like <laughs> oh, what, what a what a way to uh fucking like uh, like whoever chose the movie the other person is now rethinking like do i want to be in a relationship with this person? with this with this actor. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally like, what it is especially if they walked out of the movie going like i really enjoyed that um but uh, but yeah, it, it, it's it's fucking trash. But in my opinion, it's the best kind of trash, the kind that you can just dig through, tear apart, and like find these little. I, I feel like a fucking raccoon, and somebody just dumped a bunch of garbage right outside my house, and I'm like, ooh. I get to dig into this and tear it apart. <laughs> oh my god, yes. This is like literally the 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 great outdoors um raccoons, right? Uh, the ones that talk to themselves yes. and they have subtitles like absolutely. Um yeah, man, like this fucking movie I like I don't even know what to like this is like I don't even know what to say about this. Like it literally is like I look at this and I go, 
I'm truly baffled by everything, by every decision at every turn is the wrong decision. Like, like beginning with like the, the casting and the budget and the purpose of this movie, because it's like, I honestly ask, like, I ask who, like, who is this movie for? Like Madam, Madam Webb. Like it, it is not, it's not even a tangentially recognizable Spider-Man character. Like yeah. Spider-Woman, like or Aranya, us. Yeah. yeah, like like any of these things like would be better like any of the villains would be better recognizable. Fucking Black Cat. Like yes. like how have you not made a Black Cat movie but we have a Madam Web movie? Like it's How do just, we have a Craven movie? Yeah. How do we have a Craven movie and not a Madam Web or a Spider Gwen or a Spider Woman movie? Like, how is that possible? Like, it, are you really <clears throat> that broke that you can't? Like, Sony, are you really that? Like, honestly, I want to know: Are you that broke that you cannot make a a halfway decent Spider Man adjacent movie? Like, yeah. what? Like, and. It's wild to think that <laughs> creatively so- bankrupt. <laughs> exactly. Well, and also it's like it to- it proves to you that Sony doesn't know, or the, the Sony Pictures and their entity doesn't know how the fuck to make anything. Because how are we? How do we get three perfect Spider-Man movies or Spider-Man games? But we, but we can't. Yeah. We can't make we like anything that doesn't concern Sp- Spider-Man. It's you you get the lowest end of the totem pole. Like these movies are a waste of money for them. I don't see how like you made all the money this summer with Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. I, I don't really know how Hollywood accounting works, but I know it it's janky. So <clears throat> we've both seen the producers. Yes, this is true. Springtime for him. Oh my God, that's what it is. You have put the nail in the coffin, bro. Why don't you tell them for those that have never seen? Uh, uh, the, so the <laughs> idea of the Hitler. producers is like, so they they come up with this idea. So it's about this guy who produces Broadway plays, and they're not successful. Like, and he keeps borrowing money from people to stage these plays, getting investors. And of course, they want their their return on their investment and they're not getting any. So he <clears throat> has to find a way. He hires this accountant who, who he's like, you, I need you to find the money. And the accountant basically tells him, like, there is none. And then makes this offhanded remark about like you know the way this is set up there there's a way you could actually make more money with a flop than you can with a hit because of the, like writing things off and you know just all of that stuff so that implants this idea in his head that he's going to write and produce the worst fucking broadway musical of all time springtime for hitler nobody will want to go see it it will be awful 
and he's going to write all of this stuff off and he's actually going to make money for the first time in a very long time. And of course that backfires in the play, but before that, like is Sony doing this? (laughs) Like, like are they able to make more money by producing bad superhero films and just going like, uh, I mean, we're just writing it off. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that like, okay, so uh, like, you know, thinking about budgeting, marketing and advertising and all that stuff, like, okay, so the movie cost like a hundred million to make. And then that's another hundred to um, like, just say a hundred to distribute and marketing PNR stuff. So $200 million, right? Like it's, it's expected to make $13 million over the weekend. And then after that, it's, it's not going to make. It, yeah. It's not going to make $50 million in its run. No. So that's a huge loss. That's a huge write-off. That's close to probably $150 million they can write off. Right. I mean, in a single thing like that, like literally pays for itself. Right. Because it lost money. Um, so they, they basically spring time for Hitler did like you, you're absolutely right. They probably, and it allows them to keep rights for things that maybe one day they might figure out, you know, cause that, that's the whole thing about the Spider-Man property is the, the, the writing of the contract basically states they have to be like in production or have to be actively trying to produce properties based in this franchise in order to keep it keep the rights in house otherwise after a year or two years or three years whatever it is it would revert back to marvel because the rights aren't aren't in perpetuity so um so i get why they're still doing it but like not on a level of like why are you doing it to this extent like you could just make low budget shit <laughs> like you why are you spending could. this much money <laughs> i have no idea like it literally is the wildest thing in the world right like watching them do this other than to fuck with like to fuck with their revenue stream and like and make sure that marvel does the heavy lifting every couple of years and gives them a billion dollars every year or every couple of years it's the only thing I can think of. Like, and that's the, like, to me, like, the people that it disservices is us. Because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And we miss out on good Spinnerman stuff. I mean, there's enough good Spinnerman stuff out there. Like, like I said, like, there's a part of me that wants Sony to take away Spider-Man. Sony, Sony proper, like, Sony Corporation to take it away from sony pictures and go okay so you know are no longer in charge because you don't know what you're doing sony sony gaming we're gonna make you the people that actually decide to make the spider-man movies and we're gonna actually bring insomniac in because they know a thing or two about about making spider-man that don't necessarily feel like spider-man movies like don't feel like a marvel production right and so what you're gonna do i would love that because then that means that i would actually I would actually get good Spider-Man stuff regardless of whether or not it's Spider-Man or some stupid shit like Morbius. Like if we think about all the movies that they've done, you have to question 
why did they do like of all the things that they did? Why did they decide to choose Craven? Why did they decide to choose Venom? Why did but they the decide th- to the choose Venom? Like, you can take those characters. You can take Craven. It's this fucking dude that that has hunted everything and just like decides, you know what I'm gonna do? I, I'm I, like man is the most dangerous game. Like that's the story, but it's not man. It's Superman is the most dangerous game. Yeah. You have a fucking litter of Spider-Man like adjacent heroes. Like yeah, you make a Craven movie that's about Craven hunting down these no-name heroes that are throwaways, like that that you happen to have the rights to. Like like you know in the game. Like basically, you see like Craven in the jungle and realizing that like none of this is testing my skill anymore. And somebody yeah. basically says, "What about this?" and shows him a map of New York City and you see all these heroes and villains popping up around New York City. Well, to me, a Craven movie about a guy who's fucking insane and then like it doesn't have to have Spider Man in it. It doesn't have to like. And it doesn't have to be New York City. Like, transplant the characters to fucking Chicago or something. And just be like, Craven has decided, like, oh, oh, there's these, like, ten hero characters, heroes and villains or whatever, powered people living in Chicago. And I'm going to go there, and I'm going to hunt and kill them. Like, that's at least interesting. Instead, you're taking the idea of Craven removing everything else and just being yep. like oh well like he's the hero just like madam web like i you know I, I, they're just going about it the wrong way um and, and i i mean time will tell if they ever do actually get it right but it doesn't seem like they will like we're just nope. you know like venom kind of sort of gets it right but only because venom really seems to lean into the like oh this shit is dumb like yeah we're just big, dumb, stupid, like, here's a bunch of nonsense, you know, and, and roll with it, you know, it, yeah. it, it's, uh, yeah, uh, which that may or may not be hitting later this year, Venom 3. Yes, um, they, of course, as in all Tom, uh, Tom Hardy Venom projects, there seems to be a, an issue. Like, there's behind-the-scenes stuff that they keep on talking about, like, that is undefined. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, yeah, they're just cra- Those movies are fucking nuts, right? Like, he's had problems with every single one of them. The oh, first yeah. one, like, with the, the director, I can't remember the other one, uh, Andy Serkis on the second one, to which, how the fuck are you going to tell the guy who who in, basically invented mocap and is yeah, that he, brilliant that he, at mocap <laughs> that he's wrong but that's tom hardy right like that's that's literally tom hardy is like tom hardy is so is so tom hardy that he's not in the next mad max movie like yeah. he did such a fucking shit job of being a fucking person and being uh, being able to relate to the crew that the literally George Miller, who is the most, who from everything, all intents and purposes I've heard, is a very nice man, said, no, I'm not going to work with him. Like, literally, it's the biggest fuck you in the world, right? So when I hear problems with Venom, it's literally probably, like, it's probably Hardy with problems. Because, I mean, we've seen it. He's literally 
the most troubled person (laughs) ever. Like, and to have him involved in this is like, it's kind of funny to me. It's a, it's a symptom of everything that goes wrong with um, the Sony, uh, the Sony Spider-Man adjacent movies. Right. Um, It also worries me a great deal because they keep on talking about Andrew Garfield and Toby both coming back for Uh, their respective sequels. uh, I know. Right. Like, could you imagine if Sam Raimi decided to come back and they were like, we want you to do, we want you to do the fourth Toby movie. Right. Yeah, but I, we're going to, we're, we're going to let you do whatever you want, but not really. Right. Yeah. Like they're that's interfere. the thing. They're going to they're gonna do what they did with everybody else. They're going to entice you into it. Have you signed the contract and then go, eh, well, here's what we really are going to do. Like, and now you're under contract. So yep. I, I, yeah, it's uh, uh maddening. Um, I, I, uh, I, I honestly can't wait for Madam Web to hit streaming because I want to watch it again. Um, I know that sounds <laughs> stupid, but like, I oh. just want to like watch, watch it and revel in like, it reminds me of the movies I grew up watching, like something like, uh, I come in peace or like, where it's yes. just like so fucking dumb. Like that well, just. I, I, don't know, I enjoy it. Okay, so here's the thing. If it was, this is my ultimate. This is my ultimate uh, take on it. If it was not like, if this was just called like, okay, so like, if this was just called Cassie Webb, and it wasn't Webb, say Webb, it wasn't related to the Spider-Man it's, franchise. Yes, yeah. I like it would be. Wow, this is still wildly stupid. If they but... if they were just three costume characters that you keep yes. seeing glimpses of and not specific characters from the comics that you actually want to fucking see someday. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, you I... know, it, it would be a lot easier pill to ultimately swallow and have fun with. Um, you know, I, the, my only thing is... Nothing's ever off the table it these days, no matter how bad it is. Like, mm-hmm. no matter how bad they previously fucked something up, more and more studios are willing to take a risk again on something. If only because it's like, well, it's something people might recognize. Like, even if it failed the first time. I mean, honestly, we're getting a... Another Ghostbusters movie after the last two Ghostbusters movies did not make money. (laughs) Yeah. But because people know what the Ghostbusters are, we're getting another Ghostbusters movie. Um, So I, I, I feel less inclined to go like, I hate it because they now poison this well and nobody will want to go back to it. It might take a little bit longer than we hope it would, but like, we might get a Julia Carpenter Spider-Woman movie because that's her name in the fucking books. Caldwell, yeah. I don't know where that came from. You know, Bikes we issue. might, we <laughs> might, yeah, uh, we might get that in a few years or uh, some TV version of it. Like, it, I, I feel less like inclined to hold them to that because they seem everybody seems more willing to revisit shit even though the previous iteration was not successful 
this is true. This is true. I like, um, <laughs> there's, I just, fuck, man. Like, this is like just wild because it's just like, it's a, like ultimately it's a waste of talent, right? Like, but they're not through wasting talent yet. Like, they're still going to waste away on talent. Like, I have a feeling that they're going to actually, there's a version of Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man 3 that I really want to see. It's not going to be that. Like, yeah. literally, the easiest way to do it is he goes back to his world, there's rifts, and Spider Gwen, played by Academy Award winner Emma Stone, comes out and they have this weird romance where he rekindles everything because his Gwen was gone and he's been a sad sack. And all of a sudden he gets a new Gwen and it's, you know, Andrew Garfield getting the happy ending that he wanted, like like the his yeah. version of Spider-Man getting. And then you bring back everybody, including Rhino, um, <laughs> our version of Rhino, of course. But there's a very easy way to do it, but they won't. They won't. Like, they won't do any of this. We already know they won't because they can't. Because they're not ultimately. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I think they're, they're trying dumb. to lose money. Money. <laughs> they that, really are. They, I think this they're is, trying to do it on purpose. Uh, every every non Spiderman uh, movie is basically springtime for Hitler. Yes. And, you know. The problem is you're pissing off the talent. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to get anybody to do those anymore, right? Like, Which it's might be make the, it better. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're going to get into the screen problem, right? Like, yeah, screen yeah. has a major problem right now with casting because no one, no, no actor no, wants yeah. to be a part part yeah. of it because they they've been shitty to them. Um, you don't fire your main, you don't, you don't fire your one of the two main co stars of the movie because you didn't like what she said. Maybe, maybe talk to her about it because then your main star decides to go away. And then your other star that you pissed off before because of fucking money, all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, I'll go, but you're yeah. going to have to pay me big pay bucks. Me. You're going to have to pay me Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis money because that's what I'm owed. And I don't want any, like, and the best part is, is I've heard the rumor is, is that she doesn't want anyone involved in the movie other than her. Like, if she's like, if I come back, I get to be producer, creative producer, and I get to say what goes. Yep. Which I feel is all subterfuge for her to like sign the contract, get that fucking bill of goods, get her bank or get her bag, and then go, guess what? I'm recasting Jenna Ortega and um I can't think of the other one's name. I'm re I'm putting them back in the cast and we're gonna yeah. make the movie. And just like be fuck you to spyglass. But it's that kind of Michigash that like I'm like, what? What are you yeah. doing? You obviously hate talent. Like you obviously hate creatives. I mean, we already know David Zasloff doesn't care, right? Like he, we know that he doesn't. He hates talent as much as the next CEO. But Sony feels like especially astringent with this stuff because of the lies and the deceit. Like how fucking shifty do you have to be where you sit there and go, "Yeah, I'm gonna make up scripts." Good scripts, and we're gonna toss those good scripts like because they have okay. Like, so Logan, I have to ask you like, they, we've heard about these like random scripts, right? They have to be good enough to entice somebody, right? Like, you don't just like give Adam Scott a, a shady script that's stupid and he goes, Oh, yeah, you know what? I'll do this because it's crappy. No, you do it because it's like, Oh, that well, looks I'm, good. I'm, I do wonder if they got full scripts or if they just got these synopsis of things. 
Oh, and they're like, okay. oh, that sounds yeah. really interesting. So I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm down for that. And then you get there and they're like, or you sign on the dotted line and they're like, well, here's the script. And you're like, that's not what we talked about at all. Yeah. So. At all. Um, it, yeah, it's just, it's, this is a wild, like, this is, I feel like this is like, I know everybody thinks that this is the end. I think that we're at the half-life of it. Like, yeah, I think that there's I, still more. Like, there's still a lot more to be done. Like, a lot more drain that they can go into, right? Because yeah. you think that this was bad. Wait till they make the $25 million Uncle Ben movie. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, anyway, uh, we, went, <laughs> we went extra long, but there was a lot to discuss. And hell, I, that still wasn't everything. But uh, yeah. Um, check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. Um, and you can check out my writing over at Adam's site, which I know I haven't had anything in a while, but I've, I've been working good. on a couple of things. I had a couple of non-starters and we haven't really talked about it. Like where I was like, I watched something and I started writing about it and I'm just like, this is not, I, I don't like any of this. Um, one of them <laughs> was the movie Serendipity. Um, oh, which okay. I, 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 I just scrapped that whole thing. Um, but I rewatched Back to the Future 2. You know, that's a big movie for me and oh, Ryan. Yeah. And I'm writing about Back to the Future 2 right now. So that's coming soon. Oh, that's very exciting. We have one in the bag. Like, guys, like, I know this sounds terrible. We have one in the bag, but I always like to have one or two. Like, I, I have to, I always like to have one or two extra. So that we can actually have a series of them of like show up every other yeah. week. So he's working on it. I have one um, that's really fucking good. It's really, really good. Um, we will probably have to have a, a conversation about Pool Hall Junkies when we actually do actually have it released. Because I have watched, I watched it actually a couple of times. And I forgot how fucking good that movie is. Yeah. Talking about people with... No budgets making like movies that are good but not great. Like where it's yes. like the acting's not fantastic. They're not, you know. But some people are really good. And, yeah, like that. That's how you do it, right there. Yep, absolutely. Like that one, and well, like okay, so like this one, like I feel like, like so, like I watched this, and then I watched. um because I feel like they're so interrelated to me. I watched it with uh, a double feature of Suicide Kings. And yeah. man, does that fucking play. Does that fucking play. Um, I cannot like, um, I cannot tell you how fun that is to, to watch those two together. Um, and of course we're talking walking and stuff. But also the thing that I keep on forgetting and I just bought the 4K of it, uh, of A Bronx Tale is just how good Chaz yeah. commentary is and was um and just didn't get the didn't get the rep and the play that he really should have um so my yeah. favorite Chaz commentary story is so he did a guest spot really early on for the Simpsons playing yep. that mob mobster the the Tony guy mm -hmm. and um he had a good time the series goes on they bring tony back at some point he has like like i think it's his second appearance it's just like 
one very small line and mm-hmm. they have like one of the actors do a Chaz Palminteri dub like just to dub in this line and that's how it airs and Chaz Palminteri watches the Simpsons apparently or, or at the time did and he's like that's not me I didn't record that line so he calls Matt Groening and he's like hey what's up with that and they're like well it's one line like we didn't you know it wasn't a big like bringing your character back when it was just this like drop in line like you know because it's funny if we use that character he was like yeah I, I don't care like that's that's my character so if there's a line that that character is gonna say it needs to be me saying it yep <laughs> So he like strong armed his way into an on again, off again, like, because I, I mean, I haven't watched the Simpsons in years, but there was a long time there where that character would show up like in multiple, like very small parts across the yes. se- every season. And so, yeah, that's my favorite Chaz Palminteri story. So anyway, um, yeah, go go check out all that stuff. Uh, we'll be back soon talking about God knows what. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if we don't get a record next week, congratulations. You got an extra long episode. Um, and if you didn't see Madam Web, hopefully like we enticed you <laughs> to like go check out this train wreck of a film. But maybe don't pay a lot for it. Go see like a, a really cheap Tuesday matinee. Um, yes, she uh, runs those guys. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you guys uh, soon. Talk to you guys soon. Number one Star Wars, number two comics, number three Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, number four Mario, number five Weird Al, number six Batman, number seven Cal, number eight Simpsons, number nine TV, number ten every single band that.